kick one, two, one, two, bitch. bitch. Christmas, motherfuckers. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever the hell else y'all celebrate these Passover. days. Passover, no, that's Hanukkah. <laughs> what other Kwanzaa? Feliz Navidad, Navidad. How do y'all say it? I mean, that's Christmas. That's I know, but I'm just saying it in Spanish. It's just Christmas. Yeah. It's <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> it's episode one sixty three. One sixty three. The last one of the year. Period. Man. Yeah, no, flew by. The Illogical Seriously. Sense Podcast. It's your boy, Busby. Give me a hell, yeah! Alongside my boy, Jace. C. No. No. Your phone was buzzing? That was your phone. Nope. Was it mine? Oh, shit. No. Well, my phone ain't buzzing, but over here's your boy. JC, no. Hey, Martin. Yo, what the fuck is up, man? Shit, shit, shady shit, shit, shit. Y'all get done with your Christmas shopping? I have not started my Christmas shopping. <laughs> have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit, what? Everybody getting gift Shit. cards. <laughs> For real. Everybody yeah. getting cash. <laughs> I, got my, I just barely got my Christmas tree, and I haven't even put the ornaments on. I'll probably do that shit tomorrow. Now we just put the... Well, <laughs> we. It's funny. <laughs> my mom put the Christmas tree up uh, sometime last week, and I guess because my sister wanted it up. And then my sister kept going to work, so my mom ended up putting the lights up, so which I had to hold for like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, bro, Lakers is playing, I'm out. This <laughs> 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 wasn't my idea to put the tree up. Like, I don't care about this. Like, yeah. Figure this out with your youngest child. I barely so. put up the Christmas lights, bro. We got those stupid, like the laser ones and yeah. shit. To me, all of like five minutes was like, yes. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Nah, my thing is, is if you're doing Christmas stuff this late, and putting stuff up, might as well not even do it. Yeah, no, no, I whoa. agree with you. At this point, you got like what two more weeks? No, I got one more week. week. One. Yeah, one more. Christmas week. is next week. Yeah, yeah. New Year's the week after that. That shit is so wild, man. Time that flies. Shit flew, flew the fuck. This whole year flew by. Yeah, fuck the year. The whole decade flew by. Shit. Yeah. Eh, I went to the movies. Saw I saw Jumanji, two, or Level Up, or what the fuck it's called. Did y'all see the first one? Or not the first one, but like the the last one. I seen the original one, but and that, then I seen the remake. That's what I meant. Yeah, okay. The one I've with seen the rock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this one was good. <laughs> they had to be more specific, but then the sequel was cool. And I just looked at it as an appetizer for Star Wars, nigga. Yeah. Y'all excited? Rise I mean, Rise of Skywalker. It's Star Wars. Star Wars, nigga. <laughs> I'm gonna the mind frame of I'm gonna see it. But I completely forgot it was coming out this Friday until I saw the trailer yesterday. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is this week. Yeah, okay. I, I felt the same way, too. I was like, oh, it is next week because they haven't done no, there's been no reviews. Because you know how when Avengers came out, they had, like, reviews, like, a week in advance and shit like that? They haven't done that for Star Wars yet. The premiere is actually tonight as we're recording this shit. So maybe reviews start pouring in, but they're keeping that shit on the low low. And that's kind of giving me spooky because they didn't do that last time with Last Jedi. Well, I like that shit. I like I can't, that shit when no one knows, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just can't say I'm heavily excited about it. Not because I think it's bad, it's just, 
in my lifetime, this is now supposed to be the second official. This is the final Star Wars. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, this is going to make sure you know, that, like, that's, that shit. Like, it's two in my lifetime, but it's three overall. Right. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, the first three, they were like, even though it was four, five, and six, it was like, okay, well, we're done. And then George Lucas <laughs> was just like, well, there's like three more episodes. No. Nope. So let's make episode one. Yeah. And then two was, yeah. Threes. I'm looking on. Everyone's talking about three a lot more, like heavily now. Positivity they're getting, now. They're getting put up on game. Uh huh. <laughs> like it's like I, I saw one person who had um, Revenge of the Sith like number two, right next to Last Jedi, who they had at number one. And I was like, you had Last yeah. Jedi at number one. I like Last Jedi too. It's a strong number two. I like Last Jedi, but I mean, it's a good movie. I don't know how to rank them. I think about that. Yeah, I'll come back I to s- that next year. I still feel Empire <laughs> Strikes Back's the best, but. Yeah, this ain't this ain't Avengers, <laughs> like, but it's still Star Wars at the end of the day. Oh, did right. you watch Mandalorian? We haven't talked about it lately. Yeah. No, I didn't watch last week's. Or this, I'll catch up and I'll watch. I'll watch double up on Wednesday. One. Well, yeah, one, yeah, they they drop yeah. it on Wednesday. They trying to yeah. make sure. Yeah, they're trying to make sure everybody's gonna see Star Wars Friday. <laughs> Salute to a brand that knows how to prioritize <laughs> and schedule. They know everybody's going out Thursday night to go see the movie, so it's like, nah, we know. So we just gonna get to Disney Wednesday. said Wednesday. Yeah. When I saw that on the <laughs> schedule, I was like, oh, they said Wednesday, because that same week they're gonna drop. I think this week they're gonna they're gonna drop Last Jedi on Disney Plus too. Make sure you catch up. <laughs> so it's just like Disney Disney making sure like no 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 you catch up with the story, watch Mandalorian, and then go give us more money. Yeah. <laughs> the well, whole weekend. Yeah. Just yeah. the whole last weekend. While they did that, I'm. Keep my eye on Netflix, man. Well, I told you they were Nick, I told you. Oh my god! It's just, I think they figured, they might have accidentally figured something out. <laughs> oh, and that. that something might be Michael Bay. You just man. gotta give him the unlimited bag to just make <coughs> as fuckery. many nonsense, bullshitty, fucked up, fuckery ass films. That shit could have easily and, been in the movie theaters, man, but they literally, Netflix gave Michael Bay the bag. Six Underground, Underground, <laughs> underground six, six, whatever the... With Ryan Reynolds. That shit made no sense at all, and it was amazing. I loved every Ooh. single minute of that two-hour film. Absolute fuckery. This is the whole shit. movie in a nutshell. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. That's exactly what it is. And this was me. Give me what I want! Give me what I want! Yeah, that was the whole movie. I didn't watch. I, I I still got one more hour less, but I was like, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. Ryan Reynolds got that fucking Netflix bag. Michael Bay got the Netflix bag. Everybody got the bag except for us. No, Michael Bay based, <laughs> sounds about right. I think they, yeah. they need to have Michael Bay in some form uh, position in terms of like creative control or something like that for the entire app oh, because <laughs> that was a little nostalgic when Netflix used to have all. The whole catalog basically was shitty movies and then sprinkled in with some oh yeah classic movies, but we knew what we were getting in for Netflix, and you just didn't care because you're like, all right, this oh. is new, I'm gonna try it. Right. So now that just gave back that nostalgia feel where it's like, oh y'all give a bag for this shitty ass <laughs> film, but it's good. It is. <laughs> oh yeah, I also watched. They put a class act up on there, on Netflix. Yeah, they got that. Yeah, that was kids. Yeah, they got baby's kids. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to watch that shit when I get home. But, um... You got a long list of things to watch when you get home, man, apparently. Yeah, wrestling, and then... Yeah, I already watched Mandalorian. That was a good... Phil Burr was on that episode. <laughs> he got a Disney check. Nice. Good for him. Finish Watchmen. Watchmen. Boy. Boy. 
I watched it this this morning. I was like, wow. And then it comes to find out this they only made that shit for one season. They were only written it for one season. And honestly, Perfect. they should leave it like that. Great miniseries. Yeah, great. I didn't even know it was a miniseries until the last episode. I, I don't like, think oh. anybody did. But great miniseries. Wrapped Ryder, everything up. Ryder hmm. said flat out, yeah, I only looked, wrote it for one episode. So until I come up with a better idea. One season. One season. I, I was like, until I come up with a better idea, this is it. Especially how that shit ended. When Regina King about to um, walk on water, she like put her foot in the. She's about to put her foot in the pool, and then it just went black. And I was like, "Oh, perfect!" Spoilers, man. They don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he ain't started watching the series. Yeah, he don't get. He don't get Seriously, the context. I mean, I don't know if I really will, but you know, it is what it is. Mm. It's definitely one <laughs> that like that I should you should watch over the holidays. Fuck. Eight episodes, <laughs> nine. But it's a it's a. Nine, quick, I thought it was eight. No, it's nine. No, it's nine nine weeks. Mm. But it was eight. it's one of those ones where it's uh they, it doesn't feel like nine hours, and at the same time, it doesn't feel long enough either. Ugh. Like oh. it's it's a really weird combination for such a great series to have. Mm. I was just shocked how for nine straight weeks they had me. You know what I'm saying? Like a yeah. show usually yeah, starts yeah, yeah. losing me after a while. Right. Every single week. I mean, I came back here every single fucking week. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck this <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty much, if you, it would help if you read the freaking um, comic or the novel. Read the graphic novel and then watch the TV series. It might help a little more, but. Hmm. I mean, for me, I didn't read anything. And I. Yeah, you were asking me, like, whoa, what does this mean? And I was breaking everything down. Oh, yeah, because you got that fucking <laughs> photographic memory shit. I don't have a photographic memory. If I had a photographic memory, I'd have straight A's. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, true. That's yeah. Trust me. I, if I had a photographic memory, there would I would have never studied ever. <laughs> just glance at it. I remember back in high book. school. Yeah. I remember back in high school, just one dude told me flat out, he don't know how he aced his class. He was just like, yeah, man, I just passed out in class. There was, a, there was like one of our big tests. I just passed out. I looked around and copied the answers on somebody on one side. And after that, took another nap. Woke up, copied the copied answers on somebody else, <laughs> went back to sleep, passed the test in, and I had the highest grade in the class. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know how I did it. I just guessed the rest. Fuck, man. I wish I had that luck. That's yeah. what he said. He was shocked his damn self. He was like, I don't know how I did it. I just copied answers from one person, then somebody else took a nap, woke up, passed it in, the highest grade in the class. You know what I always wished I could do? Yeah. You remember Alan Strange? TV show? Oh yeah. my god, yeah. We could just put your hand on the fucking book. Oh, and yeah. then you know everything in the oh, goddamn book. Shit. Oh, that's Meteor Man. This <laughs> is 30 seconds. Just touch it. 30 seconds. Know everything you know about the Well, book. no, what I'm saying, Alan Strange was a little faster than 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. He was literally tapping in within like 10 seconds. He had that shit, so. Meteor shit. Man. He, he kind of got Meteor <laughs> Man beat. For 30 seconds, yeah. Yeah. Gotta ride down hell quick. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. Waste your powers and shit. <sighs> I would waste my powers on so much. I would like you couldn't call me a superhero if I had powers. Fuck. You'd be Hancock. N- no. The good version. What? The one that should have worked. Kinda nah, Hancock was, a, Hancock was a superhero still. I'm telling you, I would never become a superhero. That's who Hancock was. He no. didn't want to be a superhero. Yeah, but he was at one point. That's the thing. I know, but I'm saying what the original plan was, he didn't want to do it. So that's so you would be the original Hancock, is what I mean to say. No, I would be the original J.C. No Hunnitz. Oh, that. Mm. And I Give would, me a hell you know, yeah! Be fire. Man, I, you know, what the fuck? If I could, like, just... The most random shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'd have, like... I'd start my own business and just Blind line up down. all kinds of grills and shit and just barbecue all goddamn day. Wow. Make a killing off of that shit. <laughs> Superhero. Oh, fuck shit. that shit. I ain't saving shit. Meteor coming. <laughs> These hands is capitalism. 
coming. JC, we need to help you. What the fuck you want me to do with that? No. What's it for me? Yeah. Fuck you want. Lakers playing cuz. <laughs> but ain't gonna be no like, You game got like 15 this. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Game out of tip off. Yeah, shit. exactly. <laughs> you know, he's until LeBron comes like, hey man, can you just stop it? <coughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but since you know the year's almost over, shit has happened. Ish. First things first. <sighs> I never want to talk about this dude, but I have to talk about it because the universe came. And I really love it when the universe comes. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Whack 100. Somebody, somebody did this. Bring your ass to the fucking stand, you bitch ass nigga. So, Oof. I, I, he, he deserves that. I, I know. He deserves to be called that. <laughs> I mean, if, you guys, if you don't know, Whack 100 is the guy who got his ass whooped by Mike Tyson a few months ago. So much anger. Because he's full of fuck shit. And I hate talking about him because he's full of just... Then let's get into it. Whack 100 was at Rolling Loud. <laughs> I was about to get into it, okay? I don't know, but for somebody who's like, I don't want to talk because about it, it's like a slow him. ass... Anyway, Whack 100 was at Rolling Loud, and apparently Nipsey Hussle's... He's been talking a lot of shit about Nipsey Hussle for the past well, few weeks. Okay, so let's rewind it, because we haven't spoke about it on this show. I, that's what I was getting into, but go on. Yeah, so... Whack 100's been talking about Nipsey's uh, legacy... Saying he's not a legend, this whole that and the third, saying that just he, stuff that the you snitch, know. The, what's he got to do? That shot him. What he deserved to get shot and all types of shit. Yeah. Um, so all that was getting brought up, and then of course we know what happened with Game releasing Whack One Hundred as manager, all that, all that shit. Well, of course we know that Nipsey's legacy far is continuing because the marathon continues. Uh, <laughs> yeah. J Rock, his one-time bodyguard, the mm. man who actually blames himself. For what happened because he wasn't with Nipsey Even at the time. Even though Nipsey told him to stay at home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he caught Whack 100. And Slipping. boy, did he catch him. Apparently, allegedly, because we got to use those words now, he got six-pieced. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah, pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much what tweets are saying. He caught J. He caught Rock 100 slipping and gave him a six piece. Shit. Gave him a night night six piece. <laughs> yeah. And then apparently footage came out and Whack got up and he just looked belligerent. From what the video was seen, he was like, "No, nah, man, he knocked me out." Sleepy. Apple did not know what the fuck was going on, man. He was looking all. around like, "Where he at? Where he at?" No, nah, man, he fucked. And then after that, there's another video of him just trying to run away, run around looking for him, like he was about to catch him slipping and shit. It was just like that was the universe. Thank you, J Rock. Bravo. Pharmaceutical, uh, pharmaceutical companies might need to go find J Rock to. Uh, Start capitalizing on those hands because those mm. apparently work better than NyQuil. Mm. Yeah, and then that motherfucker went to sleep, sleep. Apparently, <laughs> allegedly, it ain't allegedly. He said it in the aftermath. The, he, like, yeah, that, it, I don't have to see what happened. He, well, the man himself, man, spoke he, and said what happened. Says he knocked me out. He knocked bro. me out. Yeah, he, he knocked me out. He plus, him out. plus his legs <laughs> was, you know, what I'm saying he wasn't walking straight. I yeah. can, I can put two and two together. Yeah, from everyone there. can put two and two. Together. But then he goes back on IG live like he always fucking does. Of course. And then with his first. In his close, burnt-up face, saying, "So you see, no one, nothing happened to me. I didn't get knocked out, man." What kind of shit is? Shut the fuck up. Goddamn, nigga, 
Nah, man, that nigga represents a whole bunch of fuck shit. He disrespected Pac's name after his death. He disrespected Afeni's name. He disrespected Nipsey. He does a whole lot of fuck shit. And I'm glad this shit happened to him. When JC put up in the group chat that he got, that J-Rock put hands on him, I was like, good. Good. That made my night. I was so happy up hearing that shit. He needed to get his ass whooped. He's, yeah. he's been needing to get them hands. Nah, but when JC said that shit, I was just like, ah, good. Nice. Good. <laughs> that was it. I think y'all missing the comedic aspect of it because I've been asking one question. Oh, uh, shit. And there's one thing with the video footage. I just wish that there was video footage for this one reason. Mm. Aren't y'all curious what he got six piece to in the back while the music was playing in the background? <laughs> Because like if you got six piece and you know Billy Eilish is performing, was that Rolling Loud? She had Rolling Loud. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Like if you get six piece, but Billy Eilish is performing in the background, like mm. that, that just takes it to a whole other level. Yeah. Like you just <laughs> got your ass whooped while Billy Eilish is playing in the back, playing in the background. I just don't get why he really feels he can just get away with talking this shit and acting like nothing's gonna fucking happen. Like you would just be walking around in L.A. thinking no one's gonna catch you slipping. Like I just don't, I don't get, get it. it, man. I don't get that's that's a huge. He must be protected somehow, kind of maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You would just think, considering the fact that logic would tell you, if Nipsey no. got touched, anybody could Shit. get touched. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you would just think that after you got your people ass, would move like that. After yeah, you got your exactly. ass whooped by Mike Tyson for disrespecting Tupac. Don't you think that maybe I should just shut the fuck up about disrespecting somebody? Considering that a lot of people consider Nipsey in terms of... He had his funeral at the fucking Staples Center. Well, in, in terms of... Uh, you can say you want musically or whatever, but just in terms of impact that Nipsey is this generation's Tupac and how they view him. Yeah. yeah. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. Like, you would think that, okay, you, you did that with Pac with one of his friends, and one of his friends just happens to be arguably the most... That the man with the, the deadliest, most lethal hands known to mankind. Yeah. Seriously. So why would you then try it with somebody who people view in that same light? And then go on That's a whole... True. I didn't think about that. Then go on a Shit. whole promo run talking about how Nipsey's not a legend because he didn't sell a lot of records. He didn't go on no world tour. He didn't do this, that. That's that He's not a legend because he didn't sell well. I mean... That's just... Pac's a legend. Pac can't do no fucking world tour. Like, seriously. I think the biggest world tour Pac did, he was the fucking, uh, he was the hype man for Digital Underground. Dude, yeah. he was just saying a whole bunch of disrespect. And there's people that are the game, too, for not saying nothing, being the biggest Pac fan, having Nipsey's face tatted on him, and he says nothing. He goes, oh, no, that's just whack, man. That's his, that's his opinion. I have nothing to say about that. Because if that was anybody else that said that shit, you would have been on Instagram talking the most shit. You're probably right about that. It's I the truth. Even, yeah, nah, that's something that didn't even cross my mind. That that's way. exactly what Game would do. Go on a whole record dissing the nigga, do interviews dissing, talking yeah. about him. But Wack 100, oh, that's my manager, man. He, he can say what he wants. Bitch ass. This is the randomness because Dom's included too. That him, him too. You know what I'm saying? Because Dom Kennedy is in the mix. So mm. you would think that on top of that, yeah. you know, somebody that is considers Nip like a brother. Mm-hmm. You know, right. just kind of a thing, but hey, what do I know? Mm. All I know is that Wack got hands put on him. That's, yes, that's all that needed to happen. That's the universe. A round of applause. Shout out to J Rock. Great moment. Great moment in hip hop that didn't moment. get filmed, but it happened. Bitch ass nigga. That's what the fuck that shit is legendary. Yeah. <laughs> Marathon continues, you whole ass nigga. 
That was good news. Lauren London. She did her little Puma. Oh, not her little. I guess was it the marathon Puma shit. I believe it was that. I I didn't read too much on it. I it might have been something that they partnered up with her exclusively to do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like, yeah. uh, it's yes. like her own her own line or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, was it? Uh, damn, I'm forgetting what it. Stronger. Forgot what it was called. Yeah, I'm not too sure to be honest. Um, very emotional to watch. I didn't watch it, but I pretty very sure it very was. emotional Man. to watch because it's it's her throughout, but it's um it's Sam's poem that she's reciting. Mm. So it's Sam's poem, but Lauren's reciting it, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of scenery where you were used to seeing Nip. Yeah, mm. and she cut her hair too. Yeah, her hair was short. I saw the clips from it. Um, but like Copy Supreme was in it, so, um, Jay Stone was in it. You know what I'm saying? So it, there was that that yeah. element, and then of course the final shot where where her and Nip were on the horse, mm-hmm. and then it zooms out oh, to her in the same shit. location by yeah. herself. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Really damn. yeah. Nip has a lot of post on with shit. First it was what was it was higher for DJ Khaled. Then it was on Mustard's record. Then it was on Game's album. Then I feel no, like that was on Ross's. Ross's album. No, but he was on Game's album too. No, but I'm saying if you're going in order. Oh, I wasn't Ross's. going in order. But um, and he was supposed to be on the Davey shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like I mean, what, technically he was because yeah. Ad Libs were on the um, the Penthouse joint. Yeah, mm-hmm. since that was his song. So it's like uh, what? Jay Stone's album. Well, that's yeah, his imprint is all over that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, the his legacy is that he will go down as this generation's Pac in terms of he's become more famous after death mm-hmm. and people are now coming to game to and when I say come I'm not talking about the rapper game they're coming up on game about him mm-hmm. after the fact yep. it's the same thing with Pac yeah. Pac was more so known for the infamous reasons you know just being in in, uh, and in court every other week and, right? and after the fact right. that's when you realize what he was saying and, and what he wanted to do the only infamous shit that Nipsey had was just slapping a nigga at the BET Awards the victory slap <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was the only infamous shit Nipsey had, man. But yeah, whacking his whacking his ass whooped in the name of Nipsey Hustle. Gotta love it. In the same week as Lauren's ad too. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> man. Shit, and you know what's funny? When you told me that when you when I got the text message about what you said, what's it called? Nipsey's um, what, what I think Racks in the Middle came on. <laughs> right, right at that moment, I was listening to everything on shuffle. And as soon as you text me, Wax in the Middle came on. I'm like, yeah, it happened. That's what the fuck you get, you bitch. Yeah, it's confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's confirmed. Yeah. Uh, that's what was forever stronger. Yeah. Mm. That, that's the, the line. Now, Brother Nature. Somebody did this. Bring your ass to the stand. Ooh, I've been waiting. And the only reason why we didn't get into it last week. you forgot. Nope, we had the Illies, so I had to make some cuts. Uh, and because for time constraints. <laughs> But we got time today. <laughs> I got time today. Well, yeah, you had to get this off your chest. Yeah. And here we Because the go. jokes were flying, and it was one, you know, the Illies was more important to me than Brother Nature. Oh, yeah, of course. A lot of shit's important than Brother Nature. <sighs> well, I wouldn't say that. Like nature itself. Oh. <laughs> Not according to people. <laughs> you seen the ozone layer? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anyway. So, Brother Nature got his ass kicked. <laughs> In the, words of my, in the words of my coach Q. In the words of Coach Q. Shout out to him. He went into a diner. It's footage of him getting dressed up like a hot dog. And all this. And 
for some reason, everybody wanted to jump on his behalf, not without knowing what happened. Because he got his ass whooped. Sean then, King wanted to be the fucking equalizer. And he wanted no, he wanted to be taken and say, "We will find him. Per- uh, we oh will find him, and we will kill them." Yeah. Like, on some shit like that. And then everybody was like, "All right, calm down, Talcum X." Like Talcum X. What the fuck? Oh, you know that was his nickname. Talcum on Twitter? X. Nah. Yeah. I call him Whitey X. No, that's a legit. That's what I Talcum, call him. Talcum X is the nickname. Well, Takum is powder, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, white. Shit. It's they white came powder. up with it. Well, you don't, okay, so this is why they came I, up with the... I get it. No, it's Martin because he oh, probably Martin. doesn't know. Oh. So they came up with that because when they asked him about his lineage, uh-huh. both of his parents are white. Right. However, he went so far to say, no, I am black, that he basically told the world that his mom was a whore and she cheated on his dad with a black man. Huh? What? And so that's when everybody's like, damn, you're... <laughs> what the fuck? Talcum XS motherfuckers. Because <laughs> they're trying to figure out, well, where's the black? And so they just figured out, oh, I get, well, I he, must he, be black. he must have just put powder on himself then. So. This nigga said that he, this nigga identifies as half black? Yeah. That nigga's super white. You know, I don't need to, I can just look at him and know he's super white. The yeah, fuck? on his birth certificate, both of his parents are white, but super he claims white. that his mom had an affair on his dad with a black man, and he was the product of that affair. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so he led the whole, you know, we're going to find them and we're, yeah. we're going to do and it, then, you know, just, and it's like, fam, you couldn't even help get Kaepernick back then, though. Shut the fuck I up. I was seeing shit where Jeez. motherfuckers were going like, oh, brother, nature is such a great person and it, it's so crazy how negative people, man, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, dude, you don't know this nigga. You just see what you see on social media. People just be yeah. So it's true, man. It's what yeah. No, people believe they they know everything about everybody just because they follow them on what they Twitter, say on yeah, social videos. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, of course, believed that he was jumped. Brother Nature said he got jumped, and then more footage came out. Yeah, and it showed this motherfucker was just drunk in public and talking was shit. upset that people didn't know who he was mm-hmm. and then he went mm-hmm. and tried to attack people and, and what did the video they, say die man die dead man dead man yeah he walked yeah. yeah dead man dead man he walked away then he walked back trying to well one of them caught him outside whooped his ass in the parking lot then he tried coming in to whoop the other dude's ass and then that's when he dressed him up like a hot dog and beat his ass on the ground <laughs> and brother nature's been quiet ever since <laughs> yeah yeah and all his supporters including takamex have been quiet ever since of course they're gonna be mm-hmm. quiet mm-hmm. now he's already moved on to the next you know yeah. uh, I- issue in, he already uh, no, he, he actually posted an apology and then he deleted <coughs> he deleted it was on the note brother nature did brother nature that's what i mean takamex yeah, didn't dude what's he, up? he's actually been blocking people who have been tagging him saying oh so you know you still looking for him and he's been blocking Seriously? Him. yeah well, of course he was yeah. wow Man, Soft. the fucking the shit, the Apple Note, man. <laughs> Everyone's going in them Note. The Note app needs to get a new fucking... They be getting promoted by Drake and all, everybody. If something goes wrong, go on your fucking Apple Note and just write a note down in your app and then fucking screenshot it and post it on social media and get roasted for it. Soft. You it's very soft. hate very to soft. see it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, well. not, I'm not doing no damn note. Especially if I didn't do anything to Bro. anybody. Like... Why do I feel like I gotta explain myself? Yeah, why am I explaining something yeah, to you seriously. if I like it? It's so let's say, you know, years down the road, somehow, some way, I become famous, but me and my brother get into it. Mm. And word gets out that it was my fault. And I said, why am I apologizing to y'all for what went down between me and my brother? Yeah, seriously. Their brand. That's pretty much what it is. Man, that's still bullshit. Fuck the brand. What, that's, that's still my brand. No, I understand that, but my yeah. personal shit ain't got nothing to do with selling my brand to you. That's my personal exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like people still that, and that goes back to what you were saying. How they quickly defended him. 
people were defending Brother Nature, the brand, not realizing that the He's, man who is Brother Nature is a nigga. on some personal shit got himself into some trouble. Yeah. So they went in defending his brand, but that's the problem. They went in defending his brand, not realizing, no, nah, that was just some stupid personal shit. You shouldn't have done that. Yep. And they called it a day. But you know, Twitter. Anyway. A bunch of dumbasses. No, just just <laughs> naive, gullible ass motherfuckers. That's yeah, a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah, bunch of dumbasses. Some of yes. them. Yeah, people who live in an illogical world. That's why we call this shit the illogical sense to you stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. But aside from that, some other news. Diddy went turn 50. Turned 50 last month. He just now celebrated his birthday. I thought he turned 50 last year. <laughs> he needed all that time to prep, bro. Yeah. yeah. So he had to prep that yeah. party. He, that was just for the invites. He yeah. said he celebrated his birthday just doing the invites. Because this party, <laughs> he had everybody. He had everybody. Except for the Obamas. He could have God and Jesus show up. He had Leo there. Oh, he had Jesus there. Jesus, yeah. And Hova. Jehovah. Yeah. <laughs> he had Pharrell yeah. there. They were, they were there representing the 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 Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit on their behalf. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> they, they couldn't make it, so they sent yeah, them to... Yeah, Pharrell representing the Holy Grail of youth. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking... Shit. Who no. else was there? Fucking... The, the Fountain of Youth. The Kardashians <laughs> were there. Um, Big Sean and Jana Alcohol were there together. Cardi and Offset oh, represented yeah. Adam and Eve. Cardi and Offset were there. Mm. Fucking... Who else was there? Kobe. Kobe was there. I'm like, damn, who was it there? Oh, Dr. Dre and his... Ooh, and his wife was there. Dr. Dre, him and his wife were there. Heard this, like, dude, it was like a who's who of people were invited to this shit. <laughs> Joe Budden and Quavo made up there. <laughs> yeah, Joe Budden was there. It was like a rich nigga in Illuminati party. Funniest part about that, whole best part about that was like, I guess this was the first time Jay-Z and Kanye were in the same picture together. You know, Jay-Z looked like he didn't want to be there, but I, Kanye kind of had that look too. But at the same time, it's like their first time they've seen each other from, I don't know, I don't know how long. What, two years? I mean, I don't know how long, but they haven't collaborated for at least, what, four years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since Jesus. That was nice to see. I mean, nice. way, but for those who are like the three of us, I mean, we've always been under the impression, look, they call themselves brothers. At some point, they're going to hash it out. And it's most likely going to be in a situation where we won't know about it till after the fact. Yeah. They can watch the throne, too. People were, I mean, I saw something about Rosenberg saying some shit like, oh, no, he was just forced to be there. Da, 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 da. He was just forced to be there. They didn't reconcile. I'm like, nigga, how the fuck you know? You okay, know what? It. Just for that, Watch the Throne 2 was going to happen. And it's going to be a Christian album. I cannot stand that guy. And right now, I can't stand you for saying it's going to be a Christian album. Well, I want, you. I want chaos. Oh, yeah. What happened to your chef? That is powerful <laughs> niggardry at work here. We're going to fight, man. Okay. Yeah, and fight. I will laugh. There's no reason for Washington to... Oh, yeah, fight. I already know. I already know. I've been saying that. I've said after the first album, I'm like, that was a once-in-a-lifetime moment. It should not happen again. I think what it what it is, though, is... Jay and, and Puff are... Two different fifties. Yeah, hmm. if you know what I mean. And what yeah. was? Puff is the more socialite. Like he wants to be out. He still wants to. He wants to mm-hmm. ride that next wave of his personal life. Fifty is a milestone that he wants to kind of change the narrative on. Yep. We saw the motherfucker try to video Holy Jay, shit, and he man. looked like a fifty-year-old that was like, "Nah, I don't want to do this like, shit. Leave me the look, fuck alone. That Put video, that shit away." <laughs> that video. If y'all don't know what I'm we're not talking gonna about, tell you again. <laughs> if y'all don't know what we're talking about, there was a scene. There was a video of a dude at the party where Bobby Brown was playing. <laughs> they were playing every step yeah. I take, and I guess you saw Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and Sweetie. Yes, Sweetie was there too. Oh well, yeah, she's with Quavo. 
So, <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, you see, you pan around and you see this dude on his phone looking like he's about to film somebody. And all of a sudden, Jay-Z just comes out of nowhere and goes, Nope. Snatched that phone out of his hand. Snatched the fuck out of that shit. Snatched Seriously. it and looked at him like, come on, bro. And, and the white boy is like, my bad. My bad. And then what's funny is like when it pans around, you see Beyonce kind of tap the white boy yeah, on the shoulder. Yeah, damage control. Like, yeah, don't fuck up again, bro. And then they... You know what that showed me? Uh, that just showed me a, a little glimpse of their actual relationship behind the cameras. Uh, she, that, that's not the first time she's had to do that. Yeah, <laughs> no, for she, sure. She's done that plenty of times before with, with him. Hove literally snatched that camera. He snatched that phone out that boy's hand. Like, nigga. I was like, damn, my whole soul will leave my body. You can take the nigga out the projects, but... <laughs> You can't take the projects off the nigga. <laughs> Billion dollar nigga. Get it right. No. My whole soul would leave my body if my favorite rapper snatched the phone out of my hand and lectured me like my daddy about why it's wrong to film another man without their permission. <laughs> like, I won't tell nobody about that shit. I hope that time on camera. Well, I get it, though. No, of course. I, I honestly get it. Especially considering the fact that you had the option to film Jay-Z or... Beyonce, Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and, and Sweetie, Sweetie dancing together. Yeah, you but, And uh, you chose Jay-Z. <laughs> like, this is literally the, you can have $50,000 or, or you can have a dinner with Jay-Z. And this motherfucker chose fucking dinner. <laughs> oh, Whole ass $50,000 chilling right there and them three beautiful about, ass women. Or how about, yeah. he chose the fucking dinner. Seriously. Or how about you keep your phone in your pocket? <laughs> like, keep your phone in your pocket and just observe it. Remember that shit in your mind. Because, shit, that's what I do. I don't want to be sneaking no video. This is like Diddy's 50th per birthday party in the entire State of the Union industry is at this one spot. Shit, I'd be paranoid. I'd be like, I ain't taking nothing out. I have a theory as to why he was hmm. why he was grumpy all throughout the night, though. Why? Past his bedtime? Nah, it's probably Ciroc only, so Duce wasn't there. <laughs> so, you know. I see, I see I see you. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I, I get it, because when they sense. showed him in the other pictures, you know, he still looked grumpy, too. And he was, yeah. like, he was, the picture was him and Puff together. Well, maybe just Hull, two of them, and he still looked upset. Oh, so, I'm yeah. like, maybe yeah. Hull's not Maybe Hope's not a social person. He doesn't like being around people. Like, I remember this one time when when him and Beyonce went to the club in New York, and then they showed this video of just, not a video, but it was just this picture of Hope just had this look on his face, like, man, I should have stayed home. <laughs> yeah, that looked like I should have just stayed on. We all had that look. I know that look. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shit. No, I, I think that's what it is. It's his alcohol. They they sold out the alcohol at the Barclays. So it was Ciroc only for Puffs. Ah, that's right. He was upset about that because motherfuckers wasn't, loser yeah, was just there. Yeah. They wasn't getting drunk off the Duce at Puffs. So, you know, I get it. You know, who knows? Maybe hold you know, I, I'm I'm 30 going on 52. You know what I'm saying? Like mentally, like <laughs> I don't want to fuck 50. with people if I don't have anything to Shit, gain from but this. Man, that look on his face too. As soon as he grabbed it, he just looked at him like, "Come on, bro." <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't, so he I didn't, scrunched his face up like a motherfucker. You know, he had like, that what? look on his face like. Come I was like, on, oh bro. shit, you do that too? Grab <laughs> that shit like he was streaming Reasonable Doubt on Spotify. Grab <laughs> that shit. Like, you, you, you streaming that shit on Apple Music? Give me that shit. Give you me download title, motherfucker, for free. Speaking of... That's like that baby shit now. That's like that the baby shit from... Um, what's, the, what's the song called that's out right now? Bop. Bop. What do you say? You taking pictures of niggas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fuck out the spot, nigga. Speaking of Spotify and all, and Apple point. Music and all that... Uh, did you see TikTok is now getting into the DSP game? They're getting into streaming? I seen that. They have a service I that they were... I didn't read the whole... So they had a service shit. that they were testing, I believe, in... It was in India and or Indonesia. Mm -hmm. They've been testing it out there for six months. 
But apparently it's now ready to come over to the States and start going up against who we consider the, the big the four. Because you factor in YouTube. So they're going to start streaming music from TikTok now? I, I don't know if it's directly from TikTok or if it's an app that TikTok has purchased and they branded it as Man, something else. Pretty I just know TikTok has now entered themselves in the DSP game. Oh, That's course. crazy. Yeah. Digital streaming platforms, people. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, we might as well stay on that. Uh, YouTube. Game changer. Because now YouTube has, as of January 3rd, 2020... Billboard will now recognize music videos as part of the streaming, as part, to add to your um, revenue to get up on the charts. And when I saw that initially, I can't lie, I was like, damn, yes. there goes the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's, the, that's the ultimate cheat code there. Both of y'all was saying that shit. Yeah. It's the like, ultimate yeah. cheat code. Because I know exactly what's going to happen. These little niggas are going to fucking really just use that to their advantage. Yeah. Um, on the flip side, though, it, there is a positive to that because, of course, Billboard operates off of radio numbers yeah. and yep. sales numbers. Yep. So now incorporating videos for artists who wouldn't end up on radio. Exactly. Initially, mm-hmm. that could change and that could be something that's dope moving forward. Yeah. Which is the popularity of a video for a more contemporary artist then forces the radio and Billboard to recognize them and mm-hmm. get them on. The flip side on that, there's going to be a huge influx of videos from these little niggas, like the world star rappers of today, and they're going to be on the charts, because they'll get millions upon millions, or we're going to know if they get, if it really counts, because those could be fake. But one thing I will say, though, man, a lot of the younger cats, like, their videos are really fucking good. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, if you ever look up uh, Lyrical Lemonade on YouTube. Oh, yeah, bro, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I'm saying, like, he started off with all the younger dudes. Yeah, but I'm talking about those the... videos were fucking smacking, bro. Oh, of course, but I'm talking about the ones that have videos that have no fucking point to them. Like, they're just, I'm not saying they're downgrade, but it's just, like, all they're on is just on the street and shit like that. Like, the hood videos. Yeah. The, the six nines of the, of right. the people. Right, now, I get you, man, but yeah. I mean... At the end of the day, we really got to see how it plays out. Oh, of shit. course. But I'm I'm actually happy that you know overall Billboard is just moving with the times now. Oh, you know of what course. I mean? Like this this shit should have happened for already a while ago. Yeah. YouTube's been around since how long? Now YouTube was before everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Before yeah, they're the Adam of Eve of the streaming shit. Yeah. But on the other flip side of it, it's kind of like fuck. It's like it's great, but it's like fuck. Cause now artists are gonna probably drop videos upon videos attached to their albums and shit like that, just to see what's gonna pop up. There's gonna be a lot of short films, if you know what I mean, that are not really short films for videos. If you know yeah, what see, I mean. And, and another thing that a lot of people are missing, because obviously this is just focused on the music videos and directly, mm-hmm. but indirectly, what a lot of people are missing is that this is going to fuck play up. more with the overall numbers and it's there's going to be a lot of shit that's not adding up yeah. when you factor in case in point let's bring up chance the rapper mm-hmm. chance the rapper just recently <laughs> canceled, his tour. Yeah, canceled his tour I I that was that. Gonna happen. however that doesn't because he couldn't sell tickets that usually in the past wouldn't happen for somebody who had a top two album Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, the numbers there are going to start skewing everything. However, right. Big Day did slip off the charts after the second week, though. It did. That's fine, but Big Day's not a caliber... Uh, NF's not the caliber... Oh, I'm sorry. The uh, Big Day. Yeah. It's Chance. Yeah. Uh, but dude, but even then, that was, you know... Was, I know. I get you. It, it was good. 
Had it been a good album, it probably would have been different. Yeah, if it, if it was a good album, it stayed on the charts, I could understand. But that shit literally slipped off after the second week. But what I'm saying is is that even with that, the streaming numbers still would have had a play in something not adding up. Oh, yeah. Because those numbers were too high, and everybody's like, oh, well, he's still number two. You know, he's top of the game. But then you get to these ticket sales. Lowest. And it's lowest. These ticket sales aren't adding up. There's probably only six top artists in hip hop right now that could sell out an arena by themselves. They don't you're not focused on who's opening I, for them. I think I saw I say some shit like that. Yeah, I was just listening. The only six artists I could think of would be Drake, Cole, Travis Scott, um like artists period or rappers? Rappers. Drug Drake, Cole, like the three headed monster of course. Uh, yeah. Tra- Travis Scott, um there's two Eminem and Kanye. I'd even throw in Logic in there. And Logic. Logic's fan, base. Logic. Logic's fan base would sell that out. Most definitely probably. Logic. Yeah. Oh, no, it's probably. I've seen it. it, it like, it he will. was selling out. He, I like, know, I'm, I'm just saying probably, because I can't imagine. Well, because even the, the smaller <laughs> venues, there were people that couldn't get in. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, Buzzby and I were shocked the last time we saw him at a smaller venue, because we got our tickets early. But when we got there, like, was, there were people lined up in the buying tickets line. Yeah. So I was like, wait. That's, he has a core. He has a huge yeah, core fan base, dog. It's huge. And people were trying to say the same shit about Eminem. Well, there's a reason why he goes overseas. He has, there's not a demand for Eminem in America. I was like, dude, he, Alpha just pure sells. Kamikaze last year was the highest selling album. Just off pure sales. I'm like, yo, he can sell out an arena if he wants to. So, yeah, there's a demand for that. He just chooses to go overseas because more money, I guess. But, no, he can sell that bitch out if he wants to. Maybe Hove, too, man. No, yeah, maybe Hove. Yeah, probably. I can see that. I mean, he did. He, yeah, he did. Yeah. But at the same time, that was years ago. Because he did that with Vic Mensa, and now he hasn't done a show without Beyonce. Mm, that's so, true. That's, yeah. You know, that, yeah, was, you're right. that, that was years ago. So, I, would, I wouldn't include him on the list. Um, mm. I'm talking about in terms of... That artist, that one artist that's going to sell out an arena... Just by name alone. Just by one name, not the opener. Yeah, that's true. Well, Jay, Jay the, he couldn't... I don't think he could do that with moving forward now with a Vic Mensa. Oh, no. That he's not selling the arena. I don't yeah, think nah. that's going to take place. Yeah, no, 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 no. Drake could. He just... He needs... I mean, he has a lot of openers, but sometimes I wonder, like, why do you need openers, nigga? Everyone came to see your black ass. Like, yeah, that's right. Again, I keep saying he doesn't know his own power. He needs to just head on the show by himself. Kanye, throw Kanye doesn't. Come on, Kanye. Kanye's a wild card. No, oh no, he could sell that shit up by his name alone. I I've seen it numerous times. He can do it. I'm pretty sure he could. He really could. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, and there's no debate. There really. is no debate on that one. Well, no, I'm saying he's a wild card because it depends. It's not about based on his name. It's based on the performance. If he starts giving you those San Jose and Sacramento performances, oh no, people at the beginning will still of the show, come. They will still. I was gonna say even come. with that. Just to get his just, shit still sold, bro. Like, yeah, his shit will sell out in you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, his yeah. fans are that loyal. Yeah, but I wouldn't take it as that show. I guess I'm just factoring the fact of a a tour continuing, starting, finishing out. So mm. from beginning to end, right? I don't right think there. a Kanye tour would finish. Hmm. And I think after the last go round, people people are kind of weary about that. They'll still that, show. They, 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 could, they could pay they'll for the tickets, and then all of a sudden, he, you know, midway through, and now the tour's canceled. And They'll still yeah, show. If he, I, if, I get you. Yeah, I, I get, get you. you. But if he announced them Sunday service is going on tour, <clears throat> yeah, that shit will sell out. Like, and I'm just saying, Kanye's that. Travis Scott, well, we've seen that shit. <laughs> I mean, we've seen that. 
but other artists change. That's the real reason why these niggas do these festivals because they can't sell out a fucking arena no more. Nikki was sad. Let alone sell out arena. It's the only time they're gonna get it in front of that many people. That too. At shit. one point. That too. Like that's why we when we see artists like Rap City, shit, Nikki needs to start looking at that. Nikki can still sell out an arena. Because she was selling out shows overseas and shit like that. She was just canceling them like a fucking dumbass. Because the tickets weren't selling. Yeah. No, they were, still, they were saying, like, I remember seeing shows where, what's it called? Oh, they probably sold them, like, the day of. But, yeah. We were clowning her because she was No, no, I know. I know what you mean. But I remember, I was I was just correcting myself. I remember hearing stories that they had to, like, lower the ticket prices to so it could have a quote-unquote sellout crowd. Yeah, so, so no, nah, yeah. she's not... Yeah, that's still trash. Yeah, they say Cardi. You know what I mean? They say Cardi did it, but that was more of just like. Can you imagine buying someone's ticket, like someone that big, like Nikki, on Groupon? Ugh. Like it's uh, how the West was one festival. That was different. No, no, I'm not clowning the how. I'm saying like you know that. But yeah, like that type. Yeah, exactly. Like you go there for you know you go there not just for the experience of just having all those artists there. Right. I believe she's one of those artists, yeah, it wouldn't feel right because her fan base would go there to brag upon her. Yeah. And, and the atmosphere yeah, and all yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, nah. I, yeah. That just makes me appreciative of the shows that Crit does. Every time I buy a Crit ticket, I always feel like I'm robbing him. Yeah. Like, his tickets yep. are so low, and it's such an intimate venue, but at the same time, every time you go, it's like a fucking family reunion with other Crit fans. Because we've like we've been there from you know as close to day it's one as still, possible. It's right. still kind of shocking how Chance canceled this story. He really he had the chance at the coloring book. Coloring book he was selling them bitches out. I remember that. I remember seeing that for a fact. It was good music. That yeah. too. Got straight to the point. Yeah, yeah. But seriously. Big day. He had a chance with that one, and then he literally fumbled the bag and let another Christian rapper out sell him. Ain't that a bitch? And he's selling out venues because <laughs> he's going like NF is going on tour overseas and shit, and he's selling them bitches out. That's still crazy. It's Rush too, like they don't got no mainstream love or anything like that. But them fans, man, like they, I could probably say Russ. Russ set out um the fucking Staples Center with his name alone. But was it just him? Yes, he said he had no opening acts or nothing, just him. Wow, I know that's impressive. Mm-hmm. And no one talks about that. But yeah, everyone get on the internet. Everyone says, "Oh no, this is the Russ." See, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I mean, that's that's an impressive feat for one arena. Yeah. Now, if he was doing that shit in, like, Oklahoma, then I'd, you know, be like, oh, okay, you know. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get you. You Just know what I'm saying? Type, like, the yeah. type of people. And I'd have to see, a, I'd have to spend. hear, yeah, yeah, I'd have to see and hear about a full tour of him doing that by himself. Right. Before they were be in stock. I, that's the difference. Well, Everybody yeah. that we're naming, they could go everywhere in the States, and that shit's going to sell out. Mm, yeah. Russ could probably do, you know, New York uh, and L.A. limited shows, maybe. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Like, I don't know his. I don't major know his, cities, pretty right. much. Yeah. But, if, you know, if you're taking people to Tulsa, I don't know. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. So I just remember when J. Cole opened for the Blueprint 3 tour. He only And the arena was literally not even half full. There was people still filing in. He only did three songs. Now this dude can literally put on a show, and that shit will sell out in seconds. Yep. It's beauty of development. Mm-hmm. Him, Kendrick, and, him, Kendrick, and Drake, those three are the only ones that can do that shit. Yeah, because, I mean, when Drake started, he was on... It was right when uh, Carter 3 and... Fuck was the mixtape uh, dedication three? Mm-hmm. Like when Wayne literally grabbed him out of Toronto and brought him on the remainder of the tour. Yep, and right. Then, you know, following that was so far gone. And so I mean, all young money and all that other yeah. shit. I mean, it's everybody always wants to focus on the the end product mm-hmm. with every everything. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just people and artists, but you know, just with everything. 
but a lot of people miss like you know there's still that developmental phase that you have to account for you know none of these guys start it's rare when they can just get catapulted to number one right away yeah it was a slow year to arise if you've noticed there was like not a lot of major big worldwide tours this year if you've noticed really wasn't. There was venue tours, like little small venues like the Crits and the Rhapsodies and the Meeks and YGs, but there was no, like, big tour and shit like that. Let's see. Chris Brown was, like, the only one I could think of. Yeah. Astro World. Astro World. But that, I, but that was, that was consent, the continuation from last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it ended, like, early the, earlier this year. It really yeah, was... Yeah, it ended right after the Grammys. Yeah. There really was no major, like, tour this year. Yeah. That's shit. Pretty, I know. Fucking yeah. Well, I mean, again, that just that's a. I don't want to say it's a testament, but that's an explanation that goes back to the streaming. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only I can literally count how many acts that I'm on. I'm I'm only gonna move for them to actually go forward and buy a ticket for. Mm, right based now, based off of the music, like right. it's not a lot. It's not a lot for me. Like I was one the tour. Like every year, <laughs> I always go to at least one tour with you. This year, I didn't even go. I didn't go to none. I probably would have, I should have went to Rhapsody and Crit, but other than that, it's just like, I, I wasn't really moved to, it was just like, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, I have to really be like, I have to really like, be a fan. Like, the only, I've seen damn near everybody on the tour except for Eminem, and Eminem is overseas, and I ain't going overseas to see that white boy. You bring your ass over here. <laughs> Why not? You should take a trip. Huh? Should take a trip. Oh, that would be a perfect be reason tight. to go to yeah. overseas. Maybe Detroit. If he goes if he does a big ass show in Detroit, I'll go there. No, what I'm saying is that pick a country that you already wanted to go to mm. and it just so happens that M's there. Yeah, Dubai. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be <laughs> that'd be dope as hell. Like he goes, I, he goes the fuck I saw um, I saw the life of Pablo in Nashville because it was um it was when we were playing yeah, the, the the Titans yeah. that, that week. I remember just that. Just so that, that was yeah, the only, yeah, that was the only with, time that I was going to connect. I wanted to go right. with your black ass when it came over here, but, uh... Nope. Yeah, so, I mean, I... <laughs> you know, stuff like that, like... That, for me, that, that's a dope experience where you actually can go see them out of your environment to see right. how other people respond to them in different yeah. environments. Oh, yeah. When he's over, when M's overseas, they... He sells them... It's like stadium shows. He sells them shits out. It's crazy. I'm like, damn, you sell them motherfuckers out and you don't come to the States? At least do one show. Shit. Wildin' out. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> talk, about that. talk about that real fucking quick. That shit, well, pretty much last last week, I didn't want to talk about it, but now it kind of escalated. One Fat Joe's new album, Fat Joe and Dre. What was the album called? I forgot. I forgot the name of the album. That's yeah. fucking crazy. It was a great album, too. Shit. It yeah, it was good. good. I'll remember it yeah. after we get done because then I'll have time to you know go back and listen oh. to the music. Man, let's let's give let's let's give it the proper respect because it was a great. Well, album. continue the story. I'll find it. Okay, yeah. So Eminem had a joint with Fat Joe and Dre. Kinda, I got not Doctor Dre, but Dre of Cool and Dre with uh, Mary J. Blige. This is this, this is. is this is. He's the one that says this is. Yep. Yep. Oh, I thought it was cool. Nope. No. <laughs> you ain't never heard cool talk because <laughs> it's too cool. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> but it's called um, fuck with the song. I might as well just go on in now because now I'm just getting family it. ties. Family ties. So I'm yeah. family ties, and the song's Lord Above. Lord we, Above. We can always bring up the fact that it's M, but Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige was on the record, <laughs> but the thing was like when you see it, it was just like God damn Eminem and Mary J. Oh, this is gonna either be very very good or very very bad, and the beat was a soulful beat. 
It was a real soulful beat, and Eminem was actually rapping normal. He wasn't using that ding a lot. There's a lot of dings going on in this world. <laughs> but it was a good verse, but the one part that got everyone talking was the part where M mentioned Nick Cannon. And, well, he mentioned Mariah Carey because he said he's kind of sad that shit didn't work out with Mariah. And then he says that when it comes to Nick Cannon, in a nutshell, fuck him. That's yeah. pretty much what he said. Just fuck him. He you basically thought said he ain't got no balls, man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then he started rapping normal. It was one of his best verses. And then Nick Cannon got wind of it. And he was on his radio station, talk shit. And all of a sudden, he dropped a fucking diss track. And I saw it. I thought that shit was a joke. But it was real. And it was called The Invitation, and it was actually featuring Suge Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta collect the royalties. <laughs> yeah. And it... Uh, God damn, it was, it was terrible. I said last year Rap Devil was bad. I thought Rap Devil was alright. But this shit... No one has a real good diss track towards Eminem except for MGK, Everlast, and shit. I'll throw Benzino and Ja Rule in there. This shit was trash. And dude, if you, look, you hear the people you're saying actually had a good disc, that's sad. That's the sad part about it. A credible disc response that's worthy of a response. <sighs> this shit was just trash. And then to make it worse, no, if you go on his YouTube, he has over like what 100k likes and like 500 dis 500k dislikes. It was a <laughs> lot. It was, it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, damn, these fans don't fucking play. Yeah, I was that, like, shit, that shit was ridiculous. <laughs> when I seen it, I was just like, man, if Eminem didn't have the fan base that he has, <laughs> that's and then he released another diss track with the Black Squad. <laughs> well, Fe- yeah, featuring the Black Squad. The first one was with the Black Squad. No, too, it was it? no, it was featuring other rappers, and then and then this one was officially called oh, okay, the Black okay, Squad okay, okay, with okay, Conceited yeah, yeah. and a whole bunch of battle rappers and. Well, it was, a, it was a lot of the same people, though. Yeah, and then you know what I mean? Nick's verse... Man, Nick's verse was rapping with the Renegade flow, and it was just like, what are you... I used to... It <laughs> That's was... how we started the fucking shit off. I was like, oh... I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I have not listened to <laughs> any of these. I did everything I could to not Avoid pay attention. Avoid it good. Yeah, good. Because I don't care. I, I blame both of them. Yes, I do, too. I do, too. And it's just so bad. It's one of those, like, it's so bad, like, why... Why? And the thing was, I don't want him to respond, but he's going to respond. And then I have to defend the shit. And well, well I don't think you have to worry about that. I'm pretty sure he's not going to respond. I'm pretty sure he yeah, is. Yeah, Nick said he won. Yeah. Even though know, everyone else said he lost. Well, that's not, that's not what counts. It's what Nick says. It's what yeah. Nick Cannon says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm everybody else ain't got Suge Knight on their diss record. Shit. You know what I'm Who gives a fuck what they got to think? Oh, that's a W. Yeah. Suge Knight in jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just sold his rights to, to Ray J. <laughs> it wasn't even you know crazy that Hitmaker produced the first track. Now, shout out to Suge Knight. Hey. Suge Knight might have had a dope 2019, all things considered. Shit. No. Like still in jail. <laughs> but he's making hey, moves. It's not where you at. fucking dope. Yeah, it was cool. That's, no, that was a... You, no. Uh, no, 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 no. Just it was the cool. beat alone. The yeah, beat the beat alone. alone That's what I'm saying. It was sick, cool. Dude. It was cool. But it was like, Hitmaker, why are you, why are you involved? It was like, these battle rappers, it's like... Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it's really dumb. It's really dumb on both sides. And I know it, the thing is, M's going to respond. Yeah. It's the sad part about it. He's going. He's an MC at heart. He has to. At heart. Like you said. No, I said he has to because if he wants to, you know, I mean, if he is, if he really truly is hip hop. I mean, he is. If he is hip hop, he will respond. He's however, not, however, it's been how long? A week. A week and two disses, and he still hasn't said shit. Okay. Except for on Twitter. 
Oh, that was very rare of him. Exactly. That was pretty funny. That's, a, that's like, as far as it's going to go, I bet you. Okay, well, shit. Nah, I'm not even, like, trying to, like, whatever. I, no, I'm whatever, Press too. Press like that, but I'm saying, like, I'm pretty sure that's all it's going to be, dog. I've never seen this many people with dislike for both of these guys so much, and yet they can't stop talking about both of them. Yeah. It's like a bunch of people who are, like, just ready to bash on Eminem just for the hell of it. And it's like, okay, we we know you don't listen to them. You've said it plenty of times. Why are you still talking about Dude, Eminem And then it's a bunch on the flip side. I think all the, the, the stands. Like, bring up, well, all we know is Gigolo. And it's like, yeah. But Dude, Nick Cannon was... him up. Like, yeah. <laughs> Nick Cannon was a worldwide trending topic. It said hashtag RIP Nick Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> it's just current events, bro. That's all it really is. Current events? Yeah. Like, He's that's... Dead? It's just happening. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck does dead have to do with current... Current <laughs> events means it's happening now. It was a joke. Kai, <laughs> come on. He's dead. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick Cannon murdered him. Somebody did this. No. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean because some of the M stands going OD, but Eminem haters are just like, dude, this one dude said Eminem has never contributed to black culture ever in life, and he was a well known artist. I'm like, this dude signed 50 Cent. He signed Griselda. Whoa, time out, time out. 50 Cent could have signed anywhere. That's in hindsight, but still, he signed that's, him. That was not in hindsight. That was at the yeah, moment. 50 chose 50 M. Cent, yeah, 50 it, Cent wasn't the other way around. Anywhere. But the fact I'm saying, it's it's still in history at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it is in history, but I, a lot of people got to stop trying to create a narrative about... A revised narrative. A revised about history. Eminem, about Eminem. You know, I saw a lot of people put Jaw Rule on M's body count, and I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah, I will uh, say, nah, that was 50s. Yeah, and M needs to stop talking about that shit, too. He never murdered Ja Rule, and in fact, he just tapped him. And Ja got him, he got in M's feelings when he said, M, you claim your mother's a crackhead and Kim is a known slut, so what's Haley going to be when she grows up? Murder! M is a great lyricist, I'll never take it away from him. He's always that, it's one of the reasons why I say it's probably been his downfall over the last few years. He's too lyrical? Because, no, it's not the fact that he's too lyrical, it's that, that he's... He's solely focused on that, and he—he's—he he just—he's out of place. He's too stubborn. Yeah, he's just because I don't want to word it to be like, oh yeah, he's focused on lyrics too much. No, because he's supposed to. He's a lyricist. Hmm. What I'm Wait, saying is that, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is he's stubborn to the point where he doesn't look at how to adapt while adapt maintaining that lyricism. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Kendrick, like, Kendrick is a lyricist, but Kendrick he will adapt. Ripped. M never, yes. M never adapted because it wasn't in his personnel and it's just who he is. Right, so I'm not going to take that away from him. However, it's, you know, people got to be honest with his body count. You know what I'm saying? And he doesn't have a body it's count. Not, it, I'm not going to say it's his fault because nobody did want to step to him, but at the same time, Only you can't start had... adding people to his count. <laughs> his you know, only body count is yeah. Everlast and Benzino. Those are his only body counts. And people want to add the boy bands. We're like, no, that was only on one album. He only talked about him on the Marshmallows LP. And then everyone wants to say that's his legacy. I'm like, he only talked about him on one album. But then again, it's on his biggest singles. I mean, yeah, so, I was if, anything, yeah. Yeah. if anything with him, you can always say that he's battle tested because that is his history. Uh-huh. That's what he comes from. The battle scene. Because everyone says so you don't have head. to. you don't have to question that. But I just hate when people take that. Yeah. And then they start adding this. Painted this picture like where it's this like mystique about him. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, man, that that's not how. It and then there's the everyone right. keeps saying MGK killed M and shit like that, and it's just like it was just like uh, that was fuck. a fucking draw. Okay, I, I, I'll compromise with you on that one. That was a fucking. <laughs> draw. I'll compromise with you on that. 
They shot at each other and connected. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they both ended up with flesh wounds. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll get, uh, I'm not gonna argue. Which is on the that reason? One. Which is the reason why people proclaim MGK the winner, the winner because by default. because of because Eminem, Eminem should have destroyed Mystique. Them. He should have obliterated MGK, yeah, but, but he, he was so ba- he but he was so back. irritated with it that he wrote an irritated rap at him. Like a bug. Like, you just want to smash it real quick. Like, man, get the fuck out of here. But that's neither here or there. Like, um, again, everyone can say, he's never battled anyone, like, fucking relevant. That's because relevant MCs respect him. And they never want to go at him. So what do you want him to do? Just randomly diss Jay-Z? So, like, what do you want him to do? <laughs> and then they also then Waka added to it. Uh, this one I agree with Waka. M even agreed. He said, who, who can Andre 3000 not rap him? I can I put money on that. To me, that was just like, duh. Right, sky's blue, my nigga. <laughs> Even Emma agreed. He had him on his list. You know what would be a great and battle? Today is Monday. Yeah. yeah. You know what would be a great battle? And a lot of you can't just necessarily be like, oh, no, nah, that would be a wash. Uh, M versus Ludacris. That could work. Ooh. That could work. That would be a great battle because Luda Which is. Ludacris now? Which Luda, Ludacris? I'm talking about both of them in their prime. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah Ludacris oh, in his prime. That's what I meant. To yeah. which M and Ludacris we talking Shit. about? M doing his Eminem era and Ludacris doing. Oh, that would be yeah. a good battle. Because Ludacris is one of the yeah, rare. They never acts. did a song together. That sucks. Yeah, Luda's one of those rare acts where he's really mentioned as a rapper because of the hits. Uh, yeah, but, he could spit. But he's also respected in certain circles because uh, he he's, he's dope lyricist. He's yeah. dope. Right, 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 right. And he's battle tested. Well, we yes, know that's Ti. That you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> right, yeah, a lot. Because I somebody threw that out, and they were just like, "Oh no!" And I was like, "You are really dismissive are and, and disrespecting Ludacris." You gotta right ask now. how See? young they. You gotta ask how young they. Now are. these are grown folks. He's just on my head, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> these are grown folks. Yeah, no. they know the history. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Wow. I'm telling you, social media just everybody it, wants to change. Everyone wants to revise crazy, the history, yeah. dog. You can literally tell them about what happened on a certain era, and they won't believe you. They will have their own history. Yeah. I, some nigga tried to tell me Biggie was the biggest artist in the world in the '90s, and I was like, "No, that was Michael. No, it wasn't Michael. It was Biggie. I was around them times, Duke." I'm like, "Dude, what?" And you he just said, "Duke." Yes, and he was from Jersey or New York. And he kept talking to me like he was the biggest that's rapper. That's what I'm in, saying. Like, he was the biggest rapper in '95. He said he was the biggest artist. Period. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Biggie was the biggest rapper in '95. Yeah, no, no, not just rapper. No, artist. I know what you're saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is, Biggie was the biggest rapper in '95. Yeah, I mean, that, but you know, I, I, talking I, about a fucking era that's where not it. you're talking about an era where people thought hip hop eventually was going to fizzle Disappear. out. Yeah. So exactly. how the hell could you be the biggest in, in within a genre where they're like they're not putting stock into it? This next decade better just be interesting. Like he was saying, who's gonna be the new three-headed monster? Since you know Kendrick and Drake are always gonna Kendrick, Drake, and um, Cole are gonna kind of probably fizzle out during this decade. Well, not probably. That's what's gonna. Happen, I mean, it really. is. Yeah, they yeah, it, yeah. they are in the next few years. They're gonna most Man. likely fizzle out. That's crazy to think about. If you think about it. No. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's insane. Dude. Like, Hip-hop game is. I mean, music <laughs> in general is just it's like the fucking wire. Take one. You take a, a crew off the the corners, and then another, another one, one come. just comes right in. Yeah. Who's gonna be the sure. new ones? Who's yeah. Gonna, you know, we should just guess it. We should just wait and see. I'm not guessing anything because it's me neither. Like open. y'all cannot guess all y'all want, man. But I'm telling you, that boy Jid. Shit. Oh yeah. Everything I hear from dude. Fire. Yeah. Well, I know. He's an option, but I'm not going. Oh yeah, him. no, I'm not it's, proclaiming it's, it's, him and shit. But I'm saying I'm looking at him though. 
Yeah. You gotta for me, yeah, I have yeah. to you gotta really evaluate the first year or two before you start making the claim. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. you gotta start seeing how they they move within those first two And they years. all came right. out of nowhere too. Like when J. Cole popped up, he it was Drake popped up and so far gone, and a few months later J. Cole popped up and in two thousand ten that's when Kendrick Section eighty popped up. No, overly dedicated. But overly dedicated but Section yeah. 80 is the one that everyone really started to really pay attention to him. I, no, I was just saying that because you said 2010. Oh, okay. yeah, well, 2010 overly. But it, it just that's how that's when I noticed Kendrick was on Section 80. But it was like boom, boom, boom. Like they just it, 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 they both came literally like they all popped up months over each other. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's probably how it's gonna happen again. Same with Frank Ocean and The Weekend. It was just like it's gonna be Ultra. Then House of Balloons happened. It's gonna be interesting though to see how that works out with the streaming. Yeah, that's true. That, that's that's yeah. a different, that's a whole different game now. Yeah, the blogging era this decade, man. Yeah, we had the blogging era. This yeah. is the streaming, streaming era. era. So that there is a difference there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you're right. You're right. Moving on, Oprah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> to the next one. No. Yeah. Well, apparently she's releasing a documentary. Pretty much. I guess she's is she producing a documentary. She's producing it going. I just know her name's attached to this documentary about Russell Simmons and his, uh, I guess sexual misconducts. If you want yeah, to list them as that, he got me too canceled ish. Kind yeah. He's claiming it was it was during an era where he, it was more so he was viewed as a womanizer. Yeah, and that's what he stands by. He's said he's not proud of it and mm-hmm. all that. However, there's a narrative that's being painted that it's something deeper than that yeah Shit. and oprah's producing it and then russell russell i was gonna say russell russell <laughs> russell simmons posted a long ass um post about it on his instagram pretty much saying oprah i had you at my island we were talking we got along i did a special i considered you a friend and now you're doing this but you don't do nothing for fucking harvey weinstein who you're really close no. with, <laughs> and other people that you're really close with but you know go after fucking innocent black men no like michael yeah. See, and like everybody else who was bringing up Harvey Weinstein when it came to R. Kelly to try to dive away, I'd be like, all right, that doesn't, you know, you can't get away from that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. However, yeah. when you factor in Oprah's involvement with the Michael doc mm-hmm. and how it just completely went south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you can start asking those questions on here now. Like, what I'm is about- your what is your end game, yeah. Oprah? Yeah, she could Seriously. do the same shit to Tyler Perry. Like she's like in Loki in the Lotus, this is the year we found out Oprah was a snake. I mean everyone said Oprah, this is how she truly is, but Oprah's a snake. And I hate saying that shit. It's like calling my mama snake. Oh damn. Yeah. I know I ain't my mama. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my you know, because my mom watched her all the damn time and it's like looking that at her. Still sh- doesn't make her you like your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I, get it. I know what you mean. But it's just like, damn, what because what she did with the Michael shit, that still leaves a really bitter taste in my mouth that she pulled that dumb that she pulled that shit. And then it's I, just the fact she hasn't said anything about it either. She only she only said a few things like all oh, people. That's just hateration. Da, 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 that's all she kept saying. That's just hateration. They just saying that shit. Da, Wait, da. did she really say hateration? Yes, that's <laughs> like someone's auntie dog. <laughs> dancery, dancery. Oh, yeah. Hateration, dancery. Powerful niggardry at work. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's all she said about it. And then when they bring up the lies, it's like, oh, they could have just did this and could have said that. Blah 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 blah. That's all she said. And that's uh, that's all she talked about. It. And then when all them fucking evidence started creeping out, she got very very quiet and just kept doing what she's doing. But I remember people are gonna remember that shit. 
All the hateration. Well, now we know she got quiet because she went and regrouped, tried to save face, and said, oh, Russell Simmons. That's a good backup. And Russell Simmons was like, bitch, you came to my house. That's the craziest thing. You came to my island? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? We meditate together. What are you doing? Yes. What are you doing? What are you doing, bitch? We took pictures. You smiled in my face. And now you're doing, you're producing a show where people are coming after me? Fuck you. Ain't no new friends, man. Mm. Hate to see it. And yeah, so 50 Cent's coming after her, too, even though 50 Cent was trolling Michael, too. But 50 Cent, 50 Cent was on Oprah's fucking, he was on Oprah's um show. What was it called? Oh, fuck. Well, Oprah goes and talks to him, goes to his house and talks to him. Yeah, but let's remember the whole history about that. Mm. At least you could say with 50, he's been consistent with him talking shit about Oprah. He really? Because could. before that, he got on Oprah's case because he's like, I feel like she ain't doing whatever she needs to do to relate to the rappers of this generation. <laughs> oh, era. that's true. You know what I'm saying? So it's. I'll never forget that story that Jay Z said in Dakota in his book when he said when he first met Oprah, he said that um, he was at a it was at a charity event and Oprah was sitting next to him, but Oprah wasn't really saying nothing to him. So they started talking. Then Hove brought up this book that he read, and Oprah just looked at him like, "Wow, you read that book? Wow!" And just it was almost like fascinated at him, like, "Oh wow, you can read." That's pretty much how it sounded when Ove described it. I'm like, so she was shocked that you can read and you're articulate. Hmm, and you mercy nigga can read. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I'll never forget also the other story when you remember that movie Crash that came out? Crash with oh, Ludacris. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a good fucking movie. And then when she had everyone on the stage except for Ludacris and she started getting on them for saying um, nigga and bitches and shit. Oh, you never heard about that story, huh? Nah. Yeah, she started getting on him about saying the end, about saying nigga and shit. Same with Ice Cube when Barbershop came out. She damn near had everyone on stage except for Ice Cube, the star of the fucking movie. What? The producer, yeah, creator of the fucking movie. Seriously, yeah, <laughs> yeah she had like, like without Ice Cube, there is no Barbershop. Do you yeah, she, that shit? yeah, she had a whole, she had a whole like that's when Kendrick brought her up onto Pippa Butterfly. Like, you gotta know the history about nigga, but she act like a nigga her damn self. Anyway, Mm. football. Lamar Jackson is now the all-time rushing leader for a quarterback after passing Michael Vick. A lot of applause for that man. I told you he's real good after week one. Seriously, man. He did that shit in fucking... The first drive, I'm like, oh, he gonna pass this in the matter of seconds at this point. It was just five yards. No, nah, it was like nah. He need. Was, I think it was like a hundred or some shit like that. Or no, 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 no. That game for that game, it was only like oh no 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 thirty game. something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they kept talking about it. I was like, fam, he's gonna get that shit instantly. Yeah. And he yeah, got yeah, it instantly. He ends up right there on the fucking goal line. I'm like, yep, there it is. Yeah, yeah, one of the dopest things about that is Michael Vick, and you know, you get older players who aren't willing to, you know, praise the the new generation of players, regardless of sport. Mm. Mike Vick is Mike Vick's pretty much the football equivalent to Allen Iverson. Yeah, I was about yep. to say that. Like, he embraces all of them. Yeah, and so it, to find out that he's actually Lamar Jackson, he's been his mentor for a while. Well, that explains a lot. So yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> so Mike has he's been on. He's like, no, I want him to break it. Like that's that's how evolution goes. The next generation is supposed to be better than us. And now I'm forward. scared. Now I'm scared to play Madden because you know what's about to happen. <laughs> with Lamar Jackson and Madden, unless they're gonna. Yeah. Oh no, they updated it. No, but when the new Madden comes out, well, no, no what we're saying that. is they update. They've Madden's already every, updated. So his, it. Uh, yeah, he's ninety nine. He, he has like a, not even that. He has a fucking X Factor move where oh, you make the first person miss. 
Shit. So what's his what's so his speed if, rating now? I don't know the speed rating. That, that's all but I'm, I'm saying though. First like, was Patrick Mahomes we were talking about. <laughs> the fucking the speed ratings aren't even as crazy as you think anymore. Oh, they're not. As, they're not what when Vic was in there. Nah, it's the X factor shit. Oh, like shit. when you get on a roll, oh, you you unlock mat, like extra moves and shit. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. And he has like I said, you make the first person miss every single time, and that's, it's funny dude. I was like, I was looking back at it. I was like, yeah, nah, he uh he does that to everybody. Breaks, Everybody. I think he's broke at least four or five ankles. Yeah, he caught some ankles Thursday yeah. night. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying, bro. Right? Like, he caught some more. Yeah. He's, that's the the ankle catcher now. Yeah. Shit. Lamar Jackson, not even Vic did that shit. Vic yeah. just ran like a yeah, slave they, away from you. Yeah, you know, they got the bone collector. Tomorrow's going to be the ankle collector. Ankle, ankle collector. collector. Who's anchors <laughs> next? Yeah. yeah. So he did that. Uh, so, again, congrats to him. Yep. Uh, Antonio Brown still losing his damn mind. What else is there? Oh, the sky's great. Blue. Now he's... Sworn off white women for 2020, and he's saying that that's uh, gonna be the the title of his album that comes out. Yeah. No white women no. 2020 is the name of his rap album that he says oh. is coming out. One well, breaking news: Josh Gordon <laughs> is suspended indefinitely from the Seahawks. Why? Let's take a wild guess. Just 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 think about it, Martine. Hmm. Why did he get suspended? Actually, there was two reasons. <laughs> yeah, one reason covers up the other reason. Yeah, so one was PEDs, yeah. uh, and the other was substance abuse, yeah. of course. Because the PEDs were used to flush out yeah. the substance. So right now, exactly. everyone's waiting for first take, because they know what Steven ain't going to say. Yeah, it's, see, it's unfortunate, but it's it's pretty much a done deal for us. Oh, it's program. a wrap now. They said indefinitely, he I is gone. I don't know gone. if it's just weed with him. Yeah, that's yeah. like that. That's the crazy part is because it's continually happening over and over and, and over. It hap- like, and it literally happened the day after the game. They won, and he made like crucial catches throughout that game with the um, when he was playing with the Seahawks yesterday on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and then they suspend him like that. They're like, you got to go. Literally before, like two weeks before, like a crucial game for the playoffs, and they get rid of him like that. He must have been a pro. It must be something. Fam, big. Just go take take your money, what's left of your brain, and just go. Holler at Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, and Al Harrington, then just serious. Who would have thought at the beginning serious. of the season we thought Tom Brady had the Avengers for wide receivers and then in the less and then by the end of the year, Antonio Brown is begging for a job and pretty much saying he's gonna rap about not one white woman. <laughs> and Josh Gordon is single handedly might be just out the league. Yep. And now the Patriots are number two in the playoffs. Like the number two seed. Damn. Yep. Hate to see it. You know what else? Well, well, you know what else I hate to see is what happened with my Niners this past Sunday. Yeah, that. Yeah. Ain't no gunshots today. That was unacceptable. Unacceptable! You know, you've seen that meme. You know what the fuck I'm talking hey, about. Are you okay? No, that game I wasn't okay. <laughs> I was irritated. That game irritated me. We deserved that out. <coughs> I was about a game of inches, and that was a complete definition of see, it. That was our trap game. The one thing that you said, though, we deserved that out. That's the reason why I wasn't even giving a fuck. I was just like, yeah. Eh. The last four, yeah. the last few seconds, I'd stop caring. I just said, hurry up and lose this shit. I, that's exactly what I was. It was the first time I was just like, y'all disgust me. Yeah. Well, no, just for this game. I'll be happy on Saturday. Yeah. Get it together. <laughs> Look at y'all talking about how y'all lose. 
and you're still back into the playoffs. Well, yeah, that's why I'm not even that's why I'm not completely dismissive of what happened across the gonna, fucking bridge in Oakland. Well, that's like an everyday thing for y'all. <laughs> no, that ain't an everyday. Bad. That was that was the worst case scenario of what could happen for even Raiders standards. That was yeah, sad. Man, that, was, that was pretty bad. They were up bad. sixteen to three and lost twenty to sixteen. <laughs> in the last yeah. game in Oakland. Well, well went out again, just like the Warriors. As far as we know. Went out just, went out just like the Warriors. I mean, as far as we know. Because, I mean, you know, they left Oakland the first time. Oh, that's oh yeah. You know? They might yeah. be back next season. Yeah. But, nah, yeah, that's They'll be back in, once the lease is up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as of now, you know, they'll be in Vegas, but shit, for how long? Because, right. you know. Who knows? They, they've done it before. Yeah. It, could be, it could be Oakland Part 3 again. In the span of two years. And it's possible. It'll be yeah, funny before. It really is it'll be some funny shit before Grimm's contract is up. They can go back to Oakland. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, it's what this is. This is year two, right? Yeah. Oh shit. I could definitely see. I could see that happening because there could be a team that ends up being in a situation where they need that stadium even more. Mm-hmm. And I could also see something where before that happens, Oakland reluctantly agrees to get a stadium done. To get the team back, shit. Like you know, I've, crazy shits happen. So, so right that now, is, that is true. The that only team, the only team in Oakland right now is the A's, and who knows for how long that will be. Yeah, that no, they were planning on moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were planning San on moving Jose. to Fremont or San Jose. No, no, I mean like moving, moving. That's what, oh, like away from the bed, like Vegas. Damn, everybody yeah. wants to go to yeah. Vegas. Damn. Well, I'm telling you, because once once everything out opened up with the gambling, it was a wrap. Yeah, it became, and then of course the when you put the hockey team, the hockey team was the test. Mm-hmm. They yeah. put the team with you know the least. Isn't hockey has the, the lowest ratings? Something like baseball. That. Well, out of the big four, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the test when they went there and started fucking winning in the first season, and, and everybody was showing up. It's like okay, oh, now, this could work. Yeah, now we, we could get this done. So they're gonna go to basketball, football, then baseball, and then basketball will be next. Yeah, like I've been saying, you know, Seattle will probably be next in line to get a, the Sonics back. With right. however they need to get them back, mm. Vegas could be in contention to actually beat Seattle out first before they get the team back. Damn, like I could see that that really taking taking full. Well, I don't know because they just built a what do you call it an arena for a hockey team out in Seattle. Yeah, so I mean that could be one of those conversion type yep. arenas and shit. So you never know, man. Yep, never know. Yeah, so they got that. Um, somebody else that it's pretty much a foregone conclusion, like I've been saying. Roger Goodell had his press conference. I don't. I forgot what Kaepernick did. I think it was an interview. They both basically just said we're done working. We're, we're moving past each other, and mm. that's might be that, the that, XFL. That's, that's you never know. I don't know. I still have this feeling he might be back. I for whatever reason, I have a gut feeling he's going to come back. I don't know how. I don't know when. It's just. It's just a feeling. Not this year. Nah. My name has got to go to the Super Bowl. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can right now, it's not going to be next year either. Well, yeah, man. Well, I don't know, bro. I don't, uh, like I said, it's just a feeling. I don't that's, know how. That's something the NFL, they're going to try to bury that this decade. They ain't going to try to have any of that stench coming to the next decade. <laughs> if they can help it. Until that 30 for 30 comes out. <laughs> yeah, when 30 30 comes out, everybody's going to love them. Seriously. Yeah. Jerry the Jones. Whole, the whole narrative is going to flip. Yeah. Jerry Jones is going to lead leading that with, nah, I, it's a great young man. Wish we would have had him. Yeah. <laughs> we got Fuck you on video. Taking a knee and then getting your black ass back up. Fuck out of here, Jerry. Yeah. And Heisman. Yeah, LSU's quarterback, Joe Burrow. Rags to riches. Basically went from that quarterback that was just there 
was just last year, wasn't it, Martin? Yeah. yeah. Like, literally, he was just there. Like, his career was yeah. just fizzling out, man. Like, he was just, he was a fill-in, pretty much, yeah. for the next guy. <laughs> Comes right in this year and completely blows him out the water. So, good for him. Good for him. And then basketball was it to the date exactly so that was saturday so today is the we're speaking it's the 16th so the 14th to the day exactly that was when uh lebron's first high school game was on espn oh uh, shit i don't know if that it might have been earlier in the week either way Bronny's game was sierra canyon against st vincent st mary in ohio was this past Saturday. ESPN uh, 3 and plus had the coverage. He goes in there, scores 15 points, and wins the MVP of the game. That's not surprising. So Did he hit blood. the last bucket, too? He hit the go-ahead bucket before they, the free throws started coming into play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just yeah. a freshman, right? Came off the bench, too. Mm. Wow. It was weird, though. They that was they, they were playing a game where they didn't have a shot clock. Wait, what? Yeah, I was weirded out by that. I was like, hmm, okay. They never had shot clocks in high school? No, no, just in that game. It was weird. I've never seen a high school not have a shot clock. That's weird. So they just have Maybe the ball for as long as they want. Yeah, but I was going to say, they probably figured these kids are going to be running up and down anyway. Yeah, it's like, yeah it wasn't that kind <laughs> of game. We don't uh, need like a they, shot were, they were putting shots up. <laughs> but a freshman, and they're showing his games on fucking ESPN? So well, yeah, gotta, it's, it's more than just Bronny, though. Yeah, oh, Bronny's okay. kind of like the icing. On the cake. Yeah, but you guys got to remember, Zaire Wade's on there, but he was injured. Oh, yeah. They still got like four or five top... 60 players or some shit like that like yeah. it's a it's a top ranked team yeah but it brought out the who's who in terms of ohio because of course lebron on the off day for the lakers while they were in atlanta he and his wife flew up there yep and then lebron's friends and teammates that made up the akron fab five yep they were all in attendance because one of his <laughs> one of his uh friends is also of course his his uh, his dad is the head coach and one of LeBron's mentors right. for the high school. That picture right. of Bron and his wife just—that's <laughs> like, black excellence, right there. That picture of Bron just kind of staring and his wife with the mm-hmm, and then the, the other picture that's that's underrated is the dude sitting down with that look like yeah, oh. that's, that's Romeo. That's uh, <laughs> that's Romeo Travis. That was uh, their. I think that was their second leading scorer when LeBron was during their five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it was just that, that all their looks like, oh. Romeo Travis, he's still balling. He's balling overseas. Oh, no shit. Still playing, yeah. Uh, good for him. Like, they're all doing, like, um, one of them is the equipment manager for the high school. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew the third is now an assistant at, I think, Cleveland College or one of the community colleges or the smaller colleges there. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then I forgot what Sion is doing. But, like, they're all still in the mix of doing everything around where they're from. So that was dope to see. And, of course, uh, his Drew's dad is, of course, still coaching. Right. So that was cool. That was just one of those things where you just got to sit back and look because I remember exactly where I was as a 13-year-old watching LeBron in high school for the first time. Yeah. And then seeing Bronny, like, right there. And it's like, damn, it's really been 17 years. What the fuck? Shit. Yeah, we just <laughs> old, bro. <coughs> Man, I, that, that, that picture was... Everybody talks about that picture, but if you watched what happened beforehand, like when LeBron first got to the game, yeah. there was a... Um, oh, when he moved the dude out the way? Yeah, there was a video guy that just happened to walk, trying to get close to him, but he walked in front of Savannah. LeBron looked at him like, hey, whoa, 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 get the fuck out of my wife's way. Check it. <laughs> <You moved. laughs> nice. Yeah, man, black excellence all around, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, only, the other picture, too, though, with the five of them, mm-hmm. the only one not wearing LeBron's was LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> yep. And your Lakers were number one still. Cool. You know, I, I mean that that was for me that was cool. Where the simple fact where it was LeBron was able to do that, and then he even said he's like, "Oh, that game made me so hype." And then he came down and was so fucking hype in Atlanta, and 
was doing all star shit with Dwight. Like all oh, fucking, man. he did that with Dwight. He put it behind the uh, the legs pass to Dwight for a dunk. Yeah, he was mad that Rondo didn't throw him an alley oop, so Rondo went for a layup, and then he pretended to block Rondo's layup as it went in. <laughs> like it was just one of those games where it's like uh, Rondo just feeling they were good, just having fun. Yeah, man. like I was loving it. Yeah, Die. Anthony Davis, we thought he hurt his ankle, but again, it's just you know different different scene, different mentality. Because had he done that in New Orleans. You know, they would have pulled his know. ass out the game. You yeah. know that. Nah, he stuck it out for this one. Got more crucial blocks. Like, 27 games down, and we've only lost three. I'll take it. Yeah. Not going to talk about that. Seriously. Uh, on a more serious note, though, um, everybody knows how Martin and I feel about Davis Stern in terms of actual basketball. Mm. Um, however, that does not play into the fact of, you know, what actually goes down outside the lines. Uh, we want to send prayers and thoughts to Davis Stern as he recovers from a brain hemorrhage. I think just popped about out of nowhere this past Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like, literally. Um, we also want to send prayers and thoughts to <coughs> the Buss family, as Dr. Jerry Buss's, uh wife and widow, she just passed away, we just learned of. So, of course, that's Jeannie's mom. So, thoughts there with them. And I think there's anything else in sports that happened. Oh, Drew Brees just passed uh, Peyton Manning. Yeah, they destroyed the fucking Colts. They it was just, <laughs> just literally destroyed the final score thirty four seven. But I they mean, it yeah. was it got to the point where Saints fans were pissed off. It wasn't a shutout. Shit. Well, anyways, man, no, nah, he did he passed Peyton Manning, but Tom Brady's probably gonna pass him up <laughs> after yeah. fucking Sunday and shit. Yeah, this ain't gonna go back and forth for a while <laughs> until they both retire. Right. Yeah. Drew Brees took out the the Colts, and then he also took out the uh, City Boys Football Club. Because I'm no longer in the <laughs> running for the championship game. Mm. Well, that's stress-free. No, I, I, I'm still up for third place. So I still got to gotta hope to get my winnings back. Just got to get that money back. Yeah. Like, you know, that's my thing. If you, if you get third place in a money league, and the worst is, oh, you just get your entry fee back. Cool. That's a win. Yeah. Especially now. Like, that can use up for Christmas money. Yeah, right. right. What about to say? One other thing we've got to mention. Oh, yeah. 6 9 might be coming out soon. Oh, yeah. That is powerful niggardry at work. Just last year, we were all laughing our asses off of his ass getting locked up. Now, there's a strong possibility that his ass might be out of jail. There's there's a rumor that came out, very strong rumor, probably was released by his lawyers, saying that the DA and the prosecutors have dropped all charges against him because of his cooperation on the stand from the elite snitching that he did this past summer. And he could be out of jail by this Wednesday. So by the time this podcast is off the air, or you know, when we come back in January, six nine will be might be out of jail. Nobody hates that news more than Charlemagne. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's even oh, if he gets yeah. out though, man. There is powerful niggardry at work. He said yeah. he will suck his dick if he beats the case. Whoop. Hope them lips ain't chapped. <laughs> <laughs> But that's even if he gets out. I mean, the other rumor is that only 10 years are being knocked off off of the it all comes down to the, It all comes down to the judge. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, I, it's I the get judge's it. call at this point. But I'm just saying, like, there's two two rumors that are flying around right yeah, now. Yeah, but it's strong rumor that he is getting out. So it's just, he has a contract waiting for him. He has a whole career waiting for him. It's like, who's going to be that first, who's going to be the first um, interview? And I was like, that's going to be an everyday struggle exclusive. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh yeah. Of course. Oh yeah, that's gonna be an academic exclusive. It'll be fucking streamed on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reality is though, it's it's really looking like, you know, again, we were laughing at the fact. Nah, it's your career's done this and that. No. If he does get out though, I mean, shit. He's the wild card I'm talking about. 
And for, I don't know what is gonna happen. He already he already went to jail. You know what's next. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. But he is literally the wild card. Yeah. Yeah, he could very well end up back where he was. Finishing having a career. And he might switch it up, but he have to walk around looking behind his back and shit. Mm, something. Cause... Man, so much fucking... You know, Wack 100 was worse. This nigga was so much... He was so cancerous to hip-hop. And then what's going to be crazy is niggas are going to work with him. And niggas online are going to be like, oh, it's cool, his music is still good. As long as the music is good, that's all that matters to people. No matter if you snitch, no matter what kind of fuck shit you did. If your music is good, that's all that matters. Wild. Yeah. That's just the wild, devil can man. make some great music, and all. And I can see niggas on Twitter going like, "Hey, man, it sucks that he's the king of darkness, and you know he's doing bad for the world." But hey, man, this shit fucking bots. Just <laughs> <Shit> slaps. <laughs> niggas would really say that, and I'm being dead oh, ass serious. Shit. Hey, man, man I, I, I don't agree with his stayings and shit, but hey, man, that six 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 remix that fucking slaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go shout me. <laughs> You found the clip? Yeah, you know what I gotta do. Hold on, hold on. Somebody suck that baby's dick. Somebody suck that baby's dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of you, Pusha T about to have to be a father. Yeah. He brought up last week. Oh, yeah, I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So. With that being said. One more list. There's a reason why we're recording this episode when it comes down to it. Because usually we end with the Illies. The all-decade list. Mm-hmm. Coveted final wrap-up of every fucking project that has dropped. We already oh. dropped the first half of the... It was 100, but I didn't want to be here all day for three hours talking about 100 fucking albums. So the first half of the our list is on the Twitter. Also on the Facebook. And the Facebook. And, and the Instagram. To be on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And the Instagram. It's all it's everywhere. So y'all can debate amongst yourselves about that half. But this half, this is the final fifty. From two thousand to two thousand and nineteen. These are the best albums of the decade according to us. You mean from two thousand nine? Two thousand nine. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. What he said? He said two thousand. Oh, I was like, what? Anyway, two thousand ten to two thousand nineteen. That's the best albums of the decade. So, according to us, no, it's a fact. Oh shit! So we're just like everybody else now. Yes. Shit. It's a fact of life. It's always according to us. The fuck? And according to you? Fuck you think you are? I know you ain't talking to me, man. No, I'm talking sounds to really aggressive. No, I'm talking to the people. <laughs> yeah, so starting up this. from 50 up, um, these also include what we consider the last generation of mixtapes. Yeah, because now there ain't no such thing as mixtapes in these in the next decade. From 2020 on, that shit's done. Yeah, mixtapes, EPs, albums, everything is called a project everything now. Is everything is a project. Yep. So, so with that being said, that's <laughs> all factored in. These, of course, these were averaged out and then debated amongst debated the... upon with the averages. Excuse me. And we almost had a couple fights. Yeah, but it wasn't the top. It wasn't the top three. It was like <laughs> top ten. Oh, three? Yeah. Okay. The top yeah. three were the only consistent <laughs> on this list. And even when I like, even, what was it like? Eight of the top 10 were there. We just had to figure out the numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> when I say the top three were the only consistent 
of this entire list. Yeah. They are the only, only. consistent of this entire fucking list. Period. Yeah. Like, we'll get to them. We'll break those down. Might as well talk about them now. Shit. <laughs> Fuck everyone else. Everything else was. Yeah. It's pretty much in that order. So with that being said, start this off. Number 50. It's only one mixtape here, but really it's the one that set everything off. And that is Future with Monster. Of course, you can't bring up Monster without with leaving out Beast Mode of and course. 56 Nights. Of mm. course. So, that is the the joint that started the run. Because remember, at that time, when he had dropped Honest right before that, mm-hmm. it was looking spooky. Very spooky. Even though yeah. I liked Honest, but it, everyone was saying he was done after that. Yeah. They thought he was done. Yeah. They thought his run was over. He was trying to go mainstream. He had the shit with Miley Cyrus, the shit with Justin Bieber. He was trying to be pop. He was just like, you know what? I gotta be who I am. Yep. And Monster Drops. You know what sucks that ape shit didn't come out this decade? Don't remind me. <sighs> Why are they sitting on it? Don't. Just. Nah. Just. <laughs> don't remind me. God damn, nigga. Number 49. <laughs> just let it play, man. What the fuck? I, I have to finish it. <laughs> Number 49 was Schoolboy Q with Habits and Contradictions. Dropped in 2013. 2012. 2012, like yeah. right at the beginning of 2012, too. Yeah. Right after the ball drop. Yeah, one of the, that was one. That was how I got introduced to Schoolboy Q was through that project. Mm. It was only a, it was like a second project, right? Or was it a third? I believe that it was, was his third. What? That was the no. So that was the second album because Setbacks yeah. was the first. Setbacks was the but first one. But it was one. his fourth project overall because remember he had the first two where he was. Uh, Affiliated with Tiger, yeah. Remember, he was on GED in addition oh, to T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. yeah, yeah. So, of course, you had There He Go, and of course, Hands on the Wheel with ASAP. Wheel, ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. Sex Drive with Janet Alco, Tuki Nose, Sexting, Groove Line with Dom Kennedy, and then of course the mm-hmm. one song that everybody wants but they can't get unless they actually bought the album, which is Blessed. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> I keep saying everybody you put blessed up and he school respond back like y'all got blessed money. <laughs> yeah, I ain't clearing that sample. Kendrick's verse was dope. Only if you download it illegally. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> Number forty eight, Cardi B with Invasion, Invasion of, of Privacy. Privacy. We talked about it on the Illies last year, so go back and listen to that. Still great. Great album. And it's crazy that it made all fifty. Yep. It's still a great project. I mean, a lot of people will look at that and be like, damn, uh, you know, 48 is not that high, it's low. But I mean, all things considered. It's still like 100. Yeah. And they got up to 48. So and that's a 10 years itself. worth of albums. Yeah. And it made you it on I mean? her first attempt. Nikki didn't even get on this list. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, no, but spoil it. Well, so what? <laughs> <laughs> Some mystique. Fuck that. Want <laughs> some listeners to be like, oh, if Cardi's there, I wonder where Nikki's at. You know, kind, of, kind of wanted to just no. end the show and just rather them realize. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. I just wanted to laugh now. But this is controversial. I guess I'll take the leads on this one. Number 47, Drake. Take care. Boo this man. Yeah, we, just boo us. Just boo us. We'll take it. Pause. <laughs> it was just an album that... You know, shit. It's trash. It, it's no. <laughs> it set everything off for him. Yeah. You know, in terms of what was it? Thank Me Later was a, a rushed album. This yeah. one that gave him some time. He went back to his sound. So mm-hmm. on paper, everything you know was on play. Yeah. I think this was the the first appearance for Kendrick on a major. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. Um. 
Yeah, he's was, got Rihanna on there. Of course, Wayne and Nikki. Wayne and Nikki. But the thing about this album, like I got Weekend, always, of course. Weekend. That's what Weekend was in. Well, no, Weekend wasn't introduced on this. He House of Balloons came out before that. Right, but I'm saying this yeah. was, again, week. That was OVO, XO, yeah. 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 But, um, I mean, everything on paper, and then the, the biggest single is Marvin's Room. So everything on paper, you're thinking, all right, this is when it's going to last. But to these three sets of ears, it just... No, we got into a debate about this album about where it should be ranked, and every time we just looked at it, it was just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just, just like, kept, yeah, it kept going down for because down. Like, seriously, again, again, like if the if the songs from Care Package were on this album and you rearrange the track list, it probably would have been a bit higher, but it's not. And you make it a sixteen no. track album. It's, oh yeah, you, you know, make it oh, sixteen. It's different. That, yeah, you shorten it. This up. was yeah. yeah, but this is about the best. So take care. Still round of applause. It's a strong number forty-seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people are going to be upset about it. Oh, they're it, going to be. I'm looking at it like, yo, th- these are the top 100 of an entire decade. Like, Yeah, seriously. I and mean, if you're mad about certain albums that are higher than this. Make like your a, own list. Like, like, exactly. Make like your if, own list. If you're man. mad at like, number 46. I don't give a fuck. At all. Yeah. If you're mad at number 46. Yeah, I mean, number 46, of course, is the, the mixtape uh, that centered around this man's career mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. actually introduced his sound. Yeah, yeah, and that is Nipsey Hussle with Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people love the marathon, and the marathon continues. Yep. However, if, if you are a real listener and a fan of Nip, you know that he was still rapping over other people's beats and you know mixing those in. He was still trying to find that sound. Yeah. And then check me out happened. Check me out. And, and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> Check me out happened, and everybody was like, okay, that's his sound. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. I'm here for it. <coughs> yeah, check me out. Um, if you were mine. Four in the morning. Yeah. You kidding me? I mean, the title <laughs> song is up, Crenshaw. The, you know, the, the final track, just how intimate that track was. Um, can't say enough about that project. Now, you take the reins, Martin. This is your boy. You wanted it to be number one. If you wanted it to be, uh, don't push that, man. You did. You wanted it to be number one. You wanted to overthrow it, man. All right. First of all, you're the fan. Man, this is Wiz Khalifa, Cushion OJ. <laughs> Classic. Classic shit. That was a great fucking. That's how spring and summer. That's how I got really properly introduced to Wiz Khalifa was on that. It just sucks that on Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the version I want to listen to. Yeah, so if, you're the, if you're the OG, 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 yeah. OG, you Ben yeah. had this shit in rotation from yeah. the time it dropped that April in 2010. Yeah, shit. But I mean, you look back on it, mesmerized. Oh, yeah, Cardo. Yeah. You know, yeah. that yeah. was our introduction yeah. to Cardo. What was the one with Big Fred the- on there? With him and Currency, oh, yeah. Glass, Glass House, House yes. bro. come on, man. That was a great record. Pedals that was that was when Johnny I that was Giuliano. that was when I became a, a fan of Crit. Mm-hmm. Just because I was like, who really? is this nigga sounding like Pimp C? Huh. Yeah, that makes and sense. then that's when he had that. um, that's when he had the video on MTV Jams when it was Jam of the Week mm-hmm. from Crit was here. Yep, forgot what song it was, but it was the um, it was that you know the one that heavy sample. Where he's sitting on the bed. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. When he's talking to, when he's rapping to himself. Yeah, I, and he's an acapella. No, it's not. It's not an acapella. Damn, you're a crit fan. Come on now. <laughs> anyway, talk about keep talking about Cushion OJ. Right, like, oh, you're yeah. the crit fan. As I'm taking, <laughs> I'm to have a conversation. Look, man, I'm gonna tell you like this: when this fucking shit dropped, I legit. Did they change the cover art for Apple Music? Damn. Yeah, they yeah, did. They, they had to. 
Why? Because it was a uh, David Ruffin. Yeah, uh, it was a David Ruffin That's cover. Right. Children they, of the World. They was just the put Children, yes. Wiz on yeah. it. Oh, okay. Um, but what you call it, man? When this shit came out, bro, I literally bought a whole quarter ounce of OG. And stuffed your face yeah, in No, no, no. And then I stopped at the fucking Walgreens right by the street. <laughs> right, right down the street and picked up some OJ. I was like, we doing this the right way, bro. Uh, Roll that shit up. Of course, in the raw paper. <laughs> King size. <laughs> and yeah, man, it was a great, great, great fucking ride. <laughs> great great fucking ride. Great album. I'm a great mixtape project. What the fuck it is? I mean, that it was, shit just, was a fucking album, man. Yeah. I don't Wasn't fuck. Rob Markman on that shit, too? Like, he did interviews on the mixtape version of it? Or am I thinking of someone else? No, nah, that was Wiz as the DJ. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. DJ Easy Rider. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I remember like Rob Mark would open it and like, yeah, send all your hate mail to me. That's, that was on the mixtape version of it. Well, I'm nah. mistaken. Whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I just know, it was, I just know, you know, coming off of flight school. If this is what you bring after flight school. Shit. <laughs> Anyway, that, was, on deck. that was number For 45, real. Wiz Khalifa, Cushion Orange Juice. Number 44, Kanye West, The Life of Fucking Pablo. I can listen to this album now all the way through. I'm not saying it's his best project, but it's a really good work from Ultralight Beam. When you, we don't want no justice tonight, we want the Lord, which is like prelude to what, we're, what we have now. Yes, <laughs> and of course, Frogger Stretch My Hands, and of course, Famous Feedback Highlights, and the Freestyle Four Waves, Real Friends, um, Silver, the Silver Surfer, and <laughs> that's kind of infamous <laughs> now for Bane reasons. <laughs> that was foreshadowing like a motherfucker yeah. too. <laughs> 30 hours no more parties in LA were what in my opinion one of his best verses and I never thought and you remember the original version of Facts came out yep yeah I hated that shit I hated that I hated that beat but a simple beat change made that shit fucking fire <laughs> I like that version better than I like the album version you like that version mm-hmm. well yeah. uh, but I just like no more parties in LA anyway you know why Oh, yeah, because Kendrick's <laughs> verse. But I think Kanye had the best verse on that. It was written by Kendrick, man. How do you know? Because Kendrick wrote it. Yeah. Kendrick wrote that verse? Yeah. Yes. Where do you see this at? It said it on there? It's basic knowledge at this point. I yeah. never knew that. Yeah, Kendrick wrote the song. The whole song? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does this surprise you? <laughs> I mean, I never heard that part. I didn't think he wrote the whole song. But anyway... That's a fire-ass track. And, of course, St. Pablo, the, like, the bonus track. That whole album, I can still listen. I remember the first time I listened to it, of course, St. Pablo, when he was on his fucking meds. <laughs> the first leg was, fuck, that was an amazing show. Life of Pablo, that brings back a whole bunch of nostalgia for me. Love that fucking album. But, yeah. Life of Pablo, great. You got anything else? I mean, it's cool with me. Uh, like, y'all didn't like it. <laughs> anyway, fuck <laughs> y'all. <laughs> anyway, who's next? Who wants to go next? Uh, number 45, we got Wale. That's 43. No. 43 is Wale. Yeah, it's 43. <laughs> oh, shit, brother, come on, bro. We're going up. <laughs> number 43, Wale with the album About Nothing. Great album. Yeah. I mean, all the, just incorporating what he did with the the mixtape, the mixtape about nothing, just bringing it from the mixtape series to the album form. Um, of course, having uh, Seinfeld himself come in, kept it simple with the features. There's only four featured artists on here. 
So it was really intimate. Of course, one of my favorite songs on this project still the one time in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Girls on Drugs is incredible. Girls on Drugs. Mm, that was a good I mean, one. everything up and down. Like, it, there's really not much. Like, this was really Wale and his element. He had the best intro on that. The intro about nothing is one of my favorite intros from him. That was a good album. He's a good. He's a good album opener. He makes great opening tracks. Yeah, he does. If you go back and look at his discography, yeah, he does. He makes great opening tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was nothing new. So shouts out to Wale for that. Number forty-two. Blake face, Blake face, Blake face. Blake face. I didn't think he was gonna be able to. To respond back from Oxymoron the way he did. Shit. But shouts out to Schoolboy Q. Which arguably is his best album. In my opinion. Which, Which one? one? Blankface. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, oh, what the fuck? I said <laughs> arguably because he doesn't feel that way, which is kind of sad to think about. Yeah. I mean, you know? a lot of rappers don't I get feel, it. you know what I'm saying? They, but I don't, I don't want to say it's sad because they're the ones that live the life. Yeah. So yeah. that for them, there could be different... Uh, attachments in, in life that that has them for that so I, mean, I don't really plus he could have just been past all this shit you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so I don't want to say it was sad but from the time Torch opens up <laughs> yeah this shit was just one of it those was... joints where it was like if you had any questions about TDE you know just thinking <laughs> it was just Kendrick yeah, that this was nah. the one that you know silenced all that up but like, she had oh, that real. part with Kanye then you had Ride Out with Vince Staples. Dope, dope dealer. Dope dealer. <laughs> that's my shit. John Murr. Oh, yeah. That's my, that was one of my shit. A lot of people don't give this one credit, but Never Change was one that really stood yes, out too. Yes, that was a good, that um, was a real good one. Oh, yeah. Just what he was talking about and how SZA was able to compliment that. Straight balling like a bitch. I love that. <laughs> I stole that record. Black Thoughts. Blank Face with Anderson Pat. Man. Um, the one I love, though. Is, and I love how he ended it was Tookie Nose 2. Yeah. Right. Especially with Traffic and TF. I feel like those were two underrated uh, verses on any Schoolboy Q project that mm-hmm. he dropped this decade. Just because it was... They weren't... They weren't and they aren't names that people are still familiar with to this day. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that you know 100% what they were rapping was true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no question about what the fuck they said in that song was, you know, it was it was real. I remember you feel when it. We first reviewed this album, JC. I remember I told you it had to grow on me. You were like, what the fuck we mean it has to grow on me? I was like, it has to grow on me. And it had to take like a few months for me to really sit back and listen to it and be like, yo, this is a really fucking great project. And in in my opinion, it is his best project. Blank Face is his best project. Shout out to Schoolboy. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty. Now, coming in at number forty one. Is I, I didn't think was ever going to happen, but it's it, I, rem- I remember when JC told me this, like, oh yeah, Kanye and Cuddy are out of Japan. I was like, I don't believe anything them niggas are saying. Yeah, I, I believe when <laughs> it happens. Even when Kanye announced it, I still didn't believe him. But it happened. Can't see ghosts. It can happen. It can happen. <laughs> Can't see ghosts with the EP well album. It's it's an album. <laughs> seven yeah, tracks. Album. Seven tracks. Feel the love with Kanye doing his best. Michael Jackson. Remember the time impression. <laughs> and of course, you got fourth dimension was the unofficial Christmas song. Oh, Santa Claus is coming. That shit. Free reborn, which is one of the best tracks. They they got most deaf on this shit with the title track. And of course, Cuddy montage. That's this is most deaf. That's Yasin Bey. Anyway, come on, man. Like I said, that's most deaf. <laughs> hey, respect it. You gotta respect it because we don't. 
refer to two chains as titty boy. Yes, yeah, you know I still call him titty boy. That's just disrespectful. Well, he's titty boy, <laughs> two chains, whatever. But um, yeah, Kid C Ghost was by far. It, it showed that Kanye can do it when he feels like it. it. Out of the whole good bunch that dropped back in summer, there's only two albums that were fire. One we'll get to in a bit. Well, actually, three. <laughs> there was three that that was good. Either way, he should have focused on being more fire. Yes, like well, Kid C Ghost. About it, man, I think he he was inspired by Kid Cudi. That's like, right, honestly. And I've said this once, and I'll say it again. I felt that album was done before. The whole Wyoming trip. I felt that album was it already done. It probably was, yeah. honestly. Yeah, that shit was done already. So, but other than that, Kid See Ghost, great project. Now, coming in at number 40. We're in the 40s now, man. We just flying past these motherfuckers. We, were, we never left the 40s. We're still in the 40s. <laughs> like I said, we're flying through this shit. We're in the 40s now. And it is Justin Bieber the God. God, I hate when you say that shit. People to God with journals. Ugh. I don't say ugh. <laughs> Too late. I already did. Anyway. <laughs> I thought it was one less nigger. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> anyway. All right, anyway. This was Bieber's most likely only project where he decided to go away from the pop sound and go to the R&B sound. And this was surprisingly good because it was like it was like his own Good Friday he had Music Mondays and he was just dropping cuts like Heartbreaker and then All That Matters and niggas were like <coughs> oh so he's doing that R&B shit okay yeah I don't want to take anything away from him yeah um, but this is basically a compilation of those Music Mondays it was a whole um, album this, this was this was a good project well, no 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 I'm, again I'm not taking anything away from him but these were all songs that were released on these Mondays and then he compiled them together mm-hmm. for a full-fledged project yeah. Um, All That Matters and Hold Tight are still the ones for me. Oh, Rick, Bad Day was a good record. All Bad was good, and we could skip. Well, PYD was good. Yeah. Yeah. You know who was on there with them? Ugh. Mm. Yeah, you had Roller Coaster, Change Me. That, that's an underrated track. Confident with Chance the Rapper. All that shit. Other than that, man, that was a great project, man. Journals is by far one of the best projects of the decade when it comes to Bieber. The God. Anyway, coming at 39 is Justin Timberlake with the 2020 Experience Part 1. Not Part 2, but Part 1. His first pro- his first project back in what? How many years? What? Eight years? Five years? Seven. Seven, yeah. The first project, the first half of this album should have just been one album, but it was really good. The 2020, you guys anything to say about this album? Strawberry Bubblegum, oh, Tunnel Vision, yes. Spaceship Coop. Yes. That Girl. Mirrors I'm just saying those that was my three man weave right there. I it, he could have ended that joint up to spaceship coop. Like this could have been like a, one of those EP type. Yeah, I mean it would have been it wouldn't have been an EP because of the length of these songs. Like these right. are fucking seven eight minutes. Yeah, because there were two yeah. songs in one because he would always flip it. Yeah, but I mean shit, that three man weave right there was just amazing. You know, don't forget about mirrors. Blue ocean floor is a good record. The bonus tracks too with dress on and body comps really damn good too, but. Other than that, Timberlake would have just chilled on this and not released part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But other than Justin Timberlake. But it happened. It happened. But part one we could we could give credit to. So twenty twenty, experience part one. That's what's up. Now JC, you take the reins on this one. And then here we got at number thirty eight. Very happy with this project. Yes. 
I put so many motherfuckers onto this Same album. Same here. How did, did we both find out about him? No, I knew about Jameson before you. I know, no, no. I knew about him too. I <laughs> knew about Jameson. I knew about Jameson too. But when the album came out, we were just both like, "Were you listening to his projects though?" Because I was, I knew yeah, about Jameson. I knew about Jameson. Yeah, but no, I'm, what I'm saying is, I was his two albums before Priscilla and Pelage. Yes, they of were in my rotation. Yeah, same here. Okay, there's one. It's like you, sir. We knew. Yeah. So, Fact is, we both we knew about this nigga. Yeah, so when he came out with, it's called Jameson, but everybody, the fans know this is the Blue Album. The Blue Album. By far, it was, it was our album of the year <laughs> for us. We thought, we called it the best album of 2014. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, Street Sweeper, the single alone, had, it was, I was ready. You know, Freddie gives it a remix to that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so, I mean, the Jameson is, if you, you won't know his name but if you look at everything he's done on paper, I mean, he's got plaques from fucking Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. He co-wrote yeah. three of the songs, including Bitch on, Don't Kill My Vibe. He was on, you hear his, um, what's it called? You hear his ad-libs on, um, what's it called? What's the song called with the um, storytelling track? Art of Peer Pressure. Art of Peer Pressure. You hear him at the beginning, the intro track on that shit. You hear him on that. Yeah. But it's this project. Street Sweeper, I mean, Addicted. And Part 1 and 2, Waves. Um, and then, of course, my... There's a, it's not a three man week, but it's just these two tracks are just perfect together, which is Need You and yes. Score. Yes. Just wonderful. This and then, was, of course, the, the final track, which is Fool It. Oof. He hella, he low key rebranded himself because at first he kind of came out kind of sounding like Weekend a little bit, but then he rebranded and he won that Neo Soul R&B shit. And it's literally criminal how this man has not, he does not have a Grammy or not at least nominated. He probably doesn't play the politics, but man, just play just play a little bit, guy, so you can get at least one Grammy. Just keep making good music. I that don't care too. about that. That a lot of great people and artists who have come and gone that never won a Grammy, and I'm still taking their projects over people who have multiples. Yeah, but that was Jameson, man. Round of a fucking applause for that, man. Anyway, coming in at <laughs> ideally 37 is 21. Not 21. <laughs> Not 21? 21 Savage. But Adele, 21. Her 2011 pop shit that sold quadrillion records, man. Rolling in the deep. My Rumor God. Has it Rumor. set fire to the rain. This was low-key her thriller. Because every track on here fucking knocked. To me, yeah. it knocked. Like, this was a really good... Rick Rubin was all over this. He produced mm-hmm. this. He produced this whole shit. Got her a whole shitload of Grammys. Sold billions of records. Set father, he won't go. Take all. He won't go is my shit. Take it all. I'll be waiting. Adele really came with it. I personally, I kind of like 25 a little bit, but 21 it was her magnum opus. I'm surprised she didn't drop this year. Oh, she be, oh shit, she gonna drop next year. Oh shit. And she broke up with Seriously. her man. So. Exactly. <laughs> Album's on the way. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yep. Shout out to Loki. Making that happen. Yeah, we got. Number 36. Push T with My Name Is My Name. My Name Is My Name. Numbers on the board was just... Man. (laughs) Numbers on the board was just... No, King Push, how it opened was how I... No, no, what we got to remember, Numbers on the board is kind of what set all this up. the first single. Yeah, like... Such a gritty-ass beat. Such a gritty beat. Streets of Rain with Chris Brown fucking uh, 40 acres I love the beat to who I am with yes. Big Sean and 2 Chains mm-hmm. I love that fucking beat cause 2 Chains was able to bounce off that shit yep. so nice don't forget about Nostalgia 
with Kendrick. No style. No style. Yeah, no style or Kendrick. And of course, Six Nine's anthem, Snitch. I'm sorry, nigga. I'm trying to come home. Oh, that, that was one of my favorite records. <laughs> and of course, the the Mace. You guys don't forget the Mace tribute with "Let Me Love You." Mm-hmm. That was a great. Re- this record surprised me when I first heard it. I was like, I really fucked with this record. Push it, push it came with it on this one, man. So shout out to him. Now, thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Astro Nickel. Man, did this album come out of surprise to me. As soon as this nigga said, rolling, 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 got me stargazing. Rolling. I was I was good. You were rolling? I was in. <laughs> I was in. It took me a week. But once I caught on, I was right there with you guys. One of my <laughs> biggest regrets this decade is not, not going to the same tour. Here. Same here. But However, hey, man. This album. Sickle mode, what can you say? Stop, Stop trying to be God. What can you say? No bystanders. Um, the one that really gets under under talked about I mean wake up with weekend he did a oh, video yeah. for that and everything yeah. that was a great record that shit still plays on the radio yep $5 tent NC-17 um, my personal favorite album cut off of this is Can't Say with Don Tolliver yeah Ooh. yeah and then a Butterfly Effect and then California Beans my favorite album cut off that cause it's Travis pretty much being kicked back and he's actually rapping normal so that's cool now 34 he's a little higher people Drake, nothing was the same. I fuck with this project. Yeah, I fuck with it too, honey. Like to me, this is my favorite Drake project. Is it's it? the night. It's the best for me. It's the best balance of him as a rapper and a singer. Yeah, his most balanced album. Like I don't think there's many intro tracks I've heard better this decade than Tuscan Leather. Mm. Like that shit was a journey. Yeah. He went through three fucking beats. And it was the same sample, too. Yeah. With the just, same just Whitney re- Houston sample. did three fucking samples and just redid the beat over and over. And, and I was like, I just that, don't right? I want this shit to end. 40 <laughs> produced that, right? It was dope. Did 40 produce yeah. that? Yeah. Then, of course, you got started from the bottom. We know that. Worst behavior <laughs> from time. The SIP record of all SIP records connect. <laughs> what I thought was going to be his signature song was Hold On We're Going Home Day, I man, for sure thought that it's, it is but the Grammys fucked him over on that one and he just stride away from that Hold On We're Going Home is low key his signature record to me it is no what I'm saying is I thought universally it was going to oh, be recognized yeah. as it, I thought for sure that was going to be universally seen as his signature record yeah um, of course he got Pound Cake too much for me is my favorite album cut though. Yeah, the one with Sampha. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he was Sampha's vocals really blended well with what Drake was talking about on this album. Yeah, or on the song itself, of um, course. And then of course, uh, I for whatever reason these were bonus tracks, but I felt come through and all me should have been played within the album. Yeah, I got the Randy version. No more free Randy because <laughs> he couldn't pay Azizia sorry for whatever reason. Yeah, but. And the motion was going to be a bonus track, but that's just on my version because it's on Care Package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Yeah, Emotions. Yeah, the motion and Jodeci Freestyle. The mo- yeah, well, uh, Jodeci Freestyle was, was whatever. I knew that wasn't going to be on the album. Yeah, I know. But the motion, so this is what it comes down to, to Drake. It's just there were certain tracks that weren't included on these albums that, for me, they would have propelled these albums to the next level. Yeah. So, you know, the motion itself, I felt was... That would have taken the sound to the next level. That would have been within those 13 or 14 tracks. And of course, number 33, Calvin Harris, Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1. It's 10 tracks of just 
pure summer down. Summer records. Put, put the sunroof down yeah, and just enjoy the, the sun. Serious. My God. I mean, fucking. Who would? I mean, if I tell you, okay, there's gonna be a song with Frank Ocean Amigos. First fucking response is, is huh? Yeah. What kind of shit Seriously. is that? Yeah. But the way that motherfucker slides. My God. Oh my God. One of my favorite songs mm-hmm. of the entire decade. Bro, I still be slapping that shit. Yes. Without no issue. Like this. I might. This was the. This was when I found out that Offset could really fucking rap. Mm-hmm. When I heard him on this shit, I was just like, okay, I need to go back now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have said that. Oh. They said that this was when they had to go back. Yeah, that's yeah. when Frank Ocean kind of broke out the shadows again and shit like that. It was like, wow, this is Young Thug with Pharrell on Heat Stroke Worth. That was great. That was good. Um, Feels with uh, Katy Perry and Pharrell. Oh, it was Ariana Grande is one of those records. Whatever it was is not showing, but I remember Kehlani and Lil Yachty together, yeah, and that just yeah. working. I was it like, works. They, he just had combinations on here where it was like he's a it fucking mad scientist. Make, yeah, like this shit don't make sense. Yes. But when you hear it, it's I like, hope he dro- I hope yeah. he drops another one of these compilation albums next year or during the next decade. I hope he drops a volume two of this. That would be nice because this was great summer music. Mm-hmm. Number thirty-two. Control. Not that one. <laughs> we got <laughs> throwback. We got uh, TDE's own SZA with Control, which is her debut album. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic. It kicked off with Drew Barrymore in terms of the single. Yeah. Had everybody anticipated. And then Love Galore dropped. Mm-hmm. And you just you, you find out who Dope. these acts sound great with. Mm-hmm. And lives up to the hype with, on paper. Yeah. Because, so of course, SZA's a vocalist. And Trav is, he's really good at executing his vocals when they're mixed right mm-hmm. so when you get a pure vocalist and somebody who knows how to manipulate his vocals to sound the way they do mm-hmm. it's great blend great blend oh, definitely of course um, you got the weekend the yeah. side dish anthem of the year but then the one one that i felt dropped just way too late probably could have came before the weekend was broken, broken clocks. clocks yeah mm. i feel like a broken clock's been the second single going into the weekend yeah, probably would because the video was great. Song is excellent. Yeah, but it dropped like you said. It dropped too late after when the thing was already out of type and shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't skip over Doves in the Wind. Man. Of course, Doves in the Wind. <laughs> of yeah. course. I mean, not even just for the Kendrick feature, but I mean, bro, that song in general, and then the video too. Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I like the fact her grandma was all over the album too. Yeah. So it was. It made it a much more personal album. Yeah. Mm. Great project. Absolutely great project. Now, he's high. He, there, he, there he is again. There that boy is again. Martin, just deal with it, man. Oh. <laughs> Number 31, Drake's mixtape, quote unquote. If you're reading this, it's too late. Had so many arguments about this. Well, people actually feel this has aged, in my opinion, I, I actually agree with them. The people feel this has aged better than all his projects. If you're reading this, it's too late, you know. With legend and energy and ten bound ten bands, on and on. This was Drake rapping at his highest caliber to me. It was his most focused, his most rawest. Asterix. Oh, I was gonna get to that. You know the whole Quentin Miller shit. <laughs> you know, of course, the whole Quentin Miller shit. But at the end of the day, if you take that shit out and you listen to it for what it is, this was a great album. Surprisingly good. Not it was it was for his standards. This was his best work, rapping wise. It also got to me. Top five fucking party songs in his discography. It was not in his discography. No, that's what I meant. In Drake's discography. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top five, five song, party bitch. song. Yeah, it's in yeah Drake's catalog. 
And then, of course, Jungle. Yes. And then 9 p.m. in New York and all that shit. 6 p.m. 6 p.m. I still feel to this day time and location. Yeah, of course. You got. I love that series. I love Drake's time and location series. I don't care what anybody says about him. It's wrapping at his highest form. That's a dope series he has there. I still feel to this day that this was the first draft of views. He says otherwise, but I don't believe him. When you listen to the album, it has that it has that gritty Toronto sound to and everything. This was, in my opinion, his first draft of views until he changed his mind and got the bullshit that we got now. <laughs> That's nowhere on his list or anybody's list. Sad, tragic. But if you're reading yeah. this is too late, it's cool. Then we got number thirty. <laughs> DSP. Of we said that. Of course, we said that Monster has set everything off. And we get to the actual album that followed it, which was Dirty Sprite 2. Yes. And everybody felt that March Madness was going to be one of the tracks that was on here. <laughs> no. Until they saw the track list and was like, oh, wait, what? And then everybody completely forgot about that from the time, thought it was a drop start. Yeah. And went into... Um, I Serve the Bass. Stick Talk. Fuck Rupees. up some commas. This is how disrespectful was. He put fuck up some commas at as the a end. bonus yeah. track. Yeah, seriously. He could have made March Madness another bonus track, but he said, "Nah, this is this is what I want y'all to listen to." Trap yeah. niggas, rich sex. This whole uh, this is features like thriller to me. This was his best project. He's been trying, and I feel since then he's been chasing that feeling again. I think Ed, Elliot Reed oh, has something. I feel it's that fucking big. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I feel you Elliot Reed I mean? has something to do with it because he was A and R in this shit. But DS two, that was that was great. Love this. I mean, project. it set every it set the remainder of his decade off. Yeah. In terms of album, because again, the, we're, this was the era of mixtapes, so mm-hmm. everything leading up to it, we were taking at like, okay, this is cool, it's cool, it's cool. What's the album? Got the album and it's like, all right, bet. And then he kept going. Yeah, because he didn't see. Then he had followed up with Purple Rain and you the know, rest is history. Exactly. But DS Two was that project for me. Drake had Drake had no reason being on that because I just felt sometimes I really feel <laughs> if Drake wasn't on here, this album would have been a little bit more higher because Future would have carried the whole album by himself. But that's neither here or there. It is what it is. So, at number 29, we're in the 20s now. 29. Teflon Don by oh, Rick Ross. Ricky Rose. To me, this is his best work. Mm. Um, from I'm Not a Star. Shit. Which, of course, had Wayne been out of jail, he Wayne would have been on it. Because, of course, they later redid the similar beat and created John. Yeah, yeah on Carter 5. Yep. Which was not. Nah, Carter 4. Carter 4, yeah. Yeah. Um,. Freemason with whole that was cool, but I think when we got to Tears of Joy, that's when I really started looking at Ross different. Mm-hmm. Like I knew what he was doing with um, uh, album before that. What was album before deeper than rap? Deeper than rap. Thank you. I knew what he was doing with that, but it was just something about Tears of Joy, where I was like, okay, damn, he's really got another level. And then Maybach Music 3 happened. <laughs> and I was like, all right, nah, bet. Okay, nah. I'll bet her off with this. And then after that, Kanye gives him Live Fast and Die Young, which was a cutoff from My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And I was like, wow. Then you had Super High. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. The one song that stands out in terms of, like, it works, but at the same time, it's like, eh, was number one. Yeah. With Trey and Puff. Yeah. It works, but it's just, that's not usually the song people go to. then he grabs you back again. Seriously. With MC Hammer and BMF. It's <laughs> Trap Ross. 
And then, and then right at the the plight of it is Aston Martin music. And he was an asshole for cutting out Drake's verse, but <laughs> then all then all the money in the world. Now, from my understanding, Drake didn't. Oh do yeah, Drake didn't send yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, wait, yeah, yeah. that's not what I, yeah, what I remember. Drake didn't send that <laughs> verse. Yeah, over. he just did the hook. Yeah. Ah, great. That was a great project, Teflon Don. Mm-hmm. It really was. Mm-hmm. Now coming in at twenty eight. Is baby his little sister Solange knows little no little sister little, little sister whoa <laughs> sister sister Solange knows with a seat at the table. I remember when this album dropped and I was listening to it and I was just like, "Is that Master P narrating the fuck?" And I remember I hit up JC like, "Yo, you need to listen to this album." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm listening." <laughs> he had Kane. Did you hear Master P? <laughs> <laughs> then you had Kane's in the sky. You had Mad featuring Lil Wayne. You had Fubu with the Dream. I mean, don't touch my hair. Don't <laughs> touch my hair. Don't touch my hair. The was- captions for days based off of "Don't touch my hair." You mean the, the, from all the, the, women. the whole the cover art itself is like "Don't touch my damn hair." Yeah, but. This whole album with Solange, this would you know what I always said that Solange will never be Janet. And when I always said people, when I told people that I was like, she's never gonna get out of her sibling shadow. This album got out her sibling shadow. This was, I guess, in a way, her control. <laughs> in a way, it was. This is this is a great album. Too bad that other album wasn't that good. <laughs> it's part of the trilogy known as Elevator Music. You call it oh, elevator music? Shit. <laughs> I call it I call it elevator gate, but <laughs> elevator music. I, elevator that, that music. works perfectly. The trilogy. <laughs> elevator elevator music. We get to the, we get to the other two later. Yeah, this was the first uh, the first edition on this list of elevator elevator get, elevator elevator the elevator trilogy. Shout out to Salons. Classic as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Um, number twenty seven. We have none other than Big Sean the Don, Dark, Dark Sky, Sky Paradise. Paradise, and I remember him coming off of Hall of Fame, and I was like, "Do not shit. play that shit around me ever That's fucking right. again." Only good thing that about that, that only good thing about that album was a bonus track that didn't even get on the album. Yep, ain't that a yep. damn shame? And then he drops, "I Don't Fuck with You." Which what? is great in itself. And mm-hmm. then you see who's featured on it. And it's like, yep. all right, all righty. <laughs> Big Sean got E-40 on a single. I'm fucking with it. Hell yeah. And then he just kept coming and coming and coming. Awesome. And I was like, fam, all right, bro. This world is yours. Because when he did the extended version of Paradise. Yes. Mm. He was rapping his ass off on that. When Travis Scott is doing ad-libs. To live for your love, just mm-hmm. screaming straight up, straight up with Kanye on all your fault, and then you get Ty and Chris for play no games. Then the video that was classic, yeah, which classic was record. you know they redid pretty much did a whole story of Martin. Yeah, don't forget about movie. blessings featuring Aubrey. Yep, that was of a great course. One. Um, <laughs> but then like as these were all great records in themselves, but there's just something about win some, lose some. When yes, you, I felt like that was the perfect transition in that sequence mm-hmm. to come down from where we were yep and just realize okay damn nah he's he's got it yeah he's working with something on this album yeah. and then um deep with Lil Wayne yeah oh my that was Wayne's best verse of this decade in my opinion it's up there that showed me that yeah you still got it even when you were telling me that he was he should retire I'm like nah I hear verses like that and I'm like nah Wayne could wrap his fucking ass off if he wants to and then what I felt was a great closer, um, One Man Can Change the World, mm-hmm. Kanye and John Legend. Yep. And, of course, he had the bonus tracks. I liked Research with his ex. 
Ariana Grande. Yeah, he's got two of them on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, one he's still with. Damn, yeah, that's, what, that's what Big, Big Sean Gray. He could have his exes on the same yeah. album and be cool with all of them and fuck them both. <laughs> Why not? And make them come nine times. Yep. Apparently. Apparently. Big, well, it's no coincidence. Giant Janae Aiko's featured on track number nine. <laughs> I know. Harney. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, coming in at number 26, nigga, 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 nigga. YG, My, My Crazy, crazy life. life. Now, I remember when this album dropped. Shit. I was kind of skeptical. I remember exactly where I was when I listened to it for the first time. I was like, okay, let me listen to this album. And after I listened to it the first time, I had that funny feeling. I was like, oh, this is good music. I got to go back and listen to this shit. And then it's because Mixed by Ali did it, but whatever. I put this shit. <laughs> I took this shit Fun. out. I pulled the car out and I drove around because I just I had to listen to it. Had even to. even though I wasn't in LA, I was in California. This was a, I this had to drive around and listen to. to this. This was the album of 2014. For this the is summer. the album that changed everybody's perspective about YG. Yo, period. Definitely. Period. Because we thought it was like I just read up two mm-hmm. was all right. He can do something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but can he do it in album mode? Um, boy, and did he. he just surpassed every question that they had about him of course with the opening track bpt yeah I mean, well i mean to even open it up like the fact that we all went into this not knowing that this was in some ways gonna flow like a story yeah and then just realizing oh shit this is a story this is good kid mad city's cousin <laughs> <laughs> like this is the this is one of kendrick's homeboys or his cousins that he's talking about that gets him in the shit yeah this is his perspective <laughs> or serene's cousin i mean that's how it looks man yeah or it could have been like, serene's cousin i always, yeah. always look at those two albums those albums are forever tied together because you get both perspectives yep yeah on both lines in compton yeah um i mean i just want to party and then you get two tde cats and in, in q and rock no rock mm. yeah then left, right, of course, and then meet the flockers. No, meet the flockers is just on some other shit. Mm-hmm. And you got my nickel. Then because meet the flockers just flows into like again, we and, didn't know anything about this until, going in until then. You know, past me, I'm with my nigga, my nigga, boom, and I'm like, oh my oh. god, oh my god, <laughs> who is making this? <laughs> Okay, it's happening. And then uh, do it to you, which of course samples uh, "Let's Play House" by the Dog Pound, Nate Dog, me and my bitch, which was Tory Lane's first, I guess his first official mainstream feature, I think. Maybe shit, yeah. it might have been. Yeah, I think Maybe. yeah. And then of course you had "Who Do You Love" featuring Arby when he really tried to be sneaky and the infamous shit. For <laughs> he tried to be such. He tried to be so slick with it, thinking no one was gonna notice. And rapper Forte said, "Nope." Give me a hell. Give me what I want. Give me my money. Yep. And a tune of what? A hundred thousand? Yep. Yeah. And then of course you <laughs> had credit. Yeah, you had to go back and yeah. recreate. And credits. they had to recreate. Yep. And then you had really be smoking with Kendrick, which was a allude to what was to come later. But we'll get to him well, later. Well, but to me, really be smoking is people don't talk about that track enough. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just about yeah, they he broke down why they really be smoking and really be drinking. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's honestly, like you just look at the track and it's like, oh no, it's not a party record. Right? No, this it is really a cry wasn't. for help. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, yeah, they're telling you this is how we're living here. Mm-hmm. This uh, is like future's whole career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all around, my crazy life, man. Round of applause for that young gangster. He came with it. He really Definitely. did. Twenty-five. Number twenty-five. We got big crit. Forever is a mighty long time. The mm. double album, first independent album after leaving Def Jam. Thank God. 
<laughs> the Lord. Um, I went into this very happy with where he had left off with It's Better This Way. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, he's doing everything on his own. Confetti dropped. And I was like, okay, this is on the Mount Olympus shit. Bet. Let's, let's go. And then the album dropped. And I was like... Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Yeah. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, calm. everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. You want calm? Um, it's my. <laughs> for real. I hit everybody up like, you need to get this album now. Just get it now, and thank me for it later. Um, my sub four, Subenstein, mm-hmm. to me is the, my favorite one out of the series. This album, damn. This album. Man, it's no was Manny Fresh produced it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Manny yeah. Fresh produced that in 1999 exactly. with Lloyd. Um, he was able to get CeeLo to rap. Yeah, on come up to come down. Yeah, and CeeLo didn't outshine him. This nigga got, His second verse destroyed everything. This yeah. nigga got UGK on this shit. Yeah, <laughs> like legit Pimp C vocals, not that shit. Well, the shit we have, we know how to use them. But yeah, <laughs> Big Crit knows how to use them too. Um, layup, great. Such and then just to, how to close it out with Getaway. Mm-hmm. That's just closing out the first half of this album. I was about to say that's disc one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And shit. then he comes back with some film shit, and yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck is this? What kind of shit is that? Because <laughs> <laughs> that Justin Scott shit, like he didn't put one fucking bar on that. Nope. And I still will play that just off random. Like I just want to hear some some music, and then to find out that. Nah, he scored that. That he scored it himself. He is a producer. Yeah. yeah. Um, keep the devil off. Keep the devil I, off. I play keep the devil off probably once a Sunday every month. Just keep that rotation. It's a, it's a pretty gospel-like record. Uh, Miss Georgia Fornia, which basically combines Mississippi, Georgia, and California, and he talks about his road going mm-hmm. from all three. Um, higher calling with Jill Scott. Um, the price of fame was just that and drinking sessions. And of course, closing out with Bury Me in Gold. Bury I mean, gold. this is like, I, I was so glad a lot of people got put up on Crit at this album. Mm-hmm. Because Def Jam wasn't around to, you know, kind of leave him off on the side to bring them an album. Yeah. He was he was able to do it his way. Mm-hmm. Right. And he executed, in my aspect, flawlessly. Yep. Great record. Great record by Big Crit. Now, 24. I call this the once in a lifetime album. A sequel should never happen from this. Nope. It should not happen. It should never happen again. If it does, it's going to be a gospel album. Because I want chaos. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but it is Jay-Z and Kanye West. Watch the throne. This album was an event. That's the best way to describe this album. This was a moment in time that won't that will not be duplicated. When you open up with No Church in the Wild... Then you have Liftoff and, of course, Niggas in Paris. <laughs> then Otis, who could ever forget when... Oh, what's his name? Funkmaster Flex. Remember when Flex dropped it? No. Oh, I, I was in Atlanta when Flex dropped his record, and he went on a huge rant, and he did, like, a whole WWE-like promo talking about the record and shit. <laughs> how great it was. Oh, man, that was a classic moment in hip-hop. Then you have, then you have New Day. Not No connection to WWE. <laughs> then That's My Bitch. Who gonna stop me? Murdered excellence. Kanye and Hove, mainly Hove. This people don't appreciate Hove's verses on this album. I feel his best verse ever was on Illis Motherfucker Alive. That was one of his best verses he's ever had. And of course, Prime Time, and he ended off with the joy. Once in a lifetime album, once in a lifetime moment. I don't think this shit happened again. If it does, it's gonna be a disaster. 
So, but you know, they both on some shit right now. So who knows? It might, it might not. But Watch the Throne, by far one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah, of the decade. <clears throat> Number twenty three, got the Roots with Undone. Great record. The concept album that tells the story of Redford Stevens, a drug That's dealer. Some memento shit. Um, however, they put a spin on it. They let you know beforehand. Now this nigga dead. <laughs> that nigga dead. <laughs> and then they tell the story in reverse. Mm-hmm. And man, I mean, it just like how they start off with it. Literally starts off with him transitioning from life to death. So there's just a sound. Uh huh. And then all of a sudden it goes into sleep. And then of course the leadoff single was "Make My," which of course had Big Crit and Dice Raw. It just it was great all throughout. Like Black Thought was just. T- Killing shit on here, but then to me, one of my favorite features of the entire decade was Greg Porn on Stomp. Mm-hmm. I ain't ever heard no shit like that in a long time. I mean, yeah. he just I, one of the things he said was, "Daddy should have let me be a stain on the bed sheet." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just everything about that was so fucking raw, and they just and the video accompanying it to it, like, it was just like. It was literally like watching a fucking robbery take place. Mm-hmm. Just hearing it. Um, and then, of course, Tip the Scale, which ended up being the... Um, <coughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> ended up being the final song in that sequence when they released all four of those videos. Yeah, I remember that. And they, they had an app for that shit, too. Yeah. Like, they went all out they for this album. They hella went interactive with that. People need to do that next decade. I remember there was a time period when they were doing that shit a lot. Mm-hmm. Making, making the album interactive and shit. Right. Um, but undone. I mean, I, there's just there's not much you can say about not that, much that you can album. Say. Like, it's just great from beginning to end. Coming in at number twenty-two is Childish Gambino, "Awaken My Love." Now, of course, we all knew Gambino was known for his, his best rapping project. In my opinion, was because of the internet. I don't think I don't know how he was going to top himself with that. This nigga said, "I'm not just a rapper. I am an artiste. Rapping is just something I do on the part time. Let me try to flip this shit and give you some R and B shit." No, this wasn't R&B, fam. It was funk. <laughs> R&B, it was R&B and soul. Yeah. This is funk. It was every. It was a mixture of all kinds of shit. Me yeah. and your mama is exactly how it sounds. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? That's, what, that's the title of the track. Me and your mama. Yeah, me and your mama. Open the nah, track. No, but the way you said it is exactly how this sounds. <laughs> like, exactly what, what it means. <laughs> what, does, what does that even mean? If you know, you know. If you know, you <laughs> oh, know. Shit. And of course, he goes all the way down to the most the song that got it made famous on after Get Out Redbone, which is like I remember when I first heard the song. I remember I just a classic. Record, I didn't bro. even after I got to number six, I just kept replaying it. I was like, you know what? Let me just I'm not I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> this album's on this song's on repeat. And of course you had Terrified and Baby Boy, The Night mm-hmm. Me and Your Mama Met, Stand Tall. Gambino got nominated for a Grammy. Arguably he should have won it. This was his best work, period. For now, until the next album comes, which I thought was gonna be this year, but I guess not. But no, <laughs> no. Awaken my love, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. You're great. Yeah. Number twenty-one, we got Beyonce with her self-titled album and the album that changed, changed the, game. the rest of the music industry that we know. Yeah, people call it. Oh, he pulled a Beyonce. When we say pull a Beyonce, it means she dropped the album out of nowhere. It was on a Friday. <laughs> Back when albums were getting released on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. <laughs> Random. It was, no, it was on Thursday night. Everyone was watching Scandal. I was listening to Mac Miller's album, and all of a sudden, I look on Twitter. I look on a. I look on a forum. And say, oh, Beyonce dropped their album out of nowhere. I was like, huh? They showed the iTunes link. I clicked the iTunes link. I'm like, 
is this real? Because it just said Beyonce. That's all it said. It just said Beyonce. And I was like, those are songs. Those are videos. What the fuck? Jay-Z? What the fuck? Drake? What the fuck? Frank Ocean? What the fuck? <laughs> Blue Ivy? Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what Twitter did! Everyone collectively lost their fucking minds. This was during the blog era. I was running a blog. I had to work overtime. Yep. <laughs> uh, of course, Drunken Love. Of I course. Mean, of partition. Course. <laughs> Superpower. That's one of my. That's one of my underrated ones. Rocket is my underrated. That one. too. Flawless. Uh, Heaven. The whole album. This was Beyonce's. Like Beyonce. Came, it wasn't just the fact that she came with. She came with with great music and how she was able to do this secretly. Hmm. <laughs> that NDA had to be scary. Yeah. <laughs> she had to say, if you say anything, you're dead. Your family is down. Some Godfather shit. Hov had to put something in that contract. Scared of living so out of me. was holding up. What you thought? Show up in a Rock Nation Jeep and throw your ass in the van. Shit. No Amber Alert gonna save your ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Beyonce. 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 <laughs> like beater juice. Coming in at 20. Yeah. Rhapsody. Layla's Wisdom. Man. Shit. Okay, what was it? Number four on in twenty seventeen for us? Three. It was number three. Three or four. Um, just I, I've been following Rhapsody from from Jump. Um, when she dropped her first joint in two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Even knowing what she was capable of, when I finished Layla's Wisdom, I was like, Nah, she's ascended into something completely out of this world. Oh uh, yeah. Um, of course, everybody wants to bring her up. And for right reasons, Kendrick's and um, the Lance Skywalker uh, power. Uh-huh. Mm. To me, though, one of the most underrated tracks on here is Riding with G- Oakland's own GQ, who was mm. also a Jamla, her Jamla uh, label mate. That joint was hip-hop. Oh, yeah. The epitome of hip-hop. My underrated joint is You Should Know with Buster Rhymes. Where Buster was rapping vintage Buster. It, it wasn't like... Animated Buster, fast. It was the actual. It was actually locating, rapping, normal Buster. That was one of my favorite ones. Um, Nobody, which had everybody's favorites, of course. Anderson (laughs) Pack, Black Thought. Yeah, just what can you say? Yeah, rippity rap rapping, raps on top of raps, yeah, and more raps. Mm -hmm. See, the thing about this album to me is it really is a perfect example of hip hop. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, a perfect fucking example. JC, you put this shit on to me like when I freaking when I first heard it it was because of you you uh, pointed it out and I was like bro are you serious female is rapping better than Half most guys yeah. yeah like seriously you yep. made our illy list of like number three and shit like that like, one listen I was sold man I was like okay those are like the best I'm ones a fan. when yeah. you get the first listen <laughs> when the first listen and it already attracts you it was like got it yeah Layla's Wisdom Rap City that was a great project coming in at 19 once again yeah Ah, number one last year on our illies, number number nineteen on our fucking ill ill decade list came out last year. Daytona by Pusha T or Pusha Turns, however you want to call him. Pusha Thanos. Pusha Thanos. <laughs> this is his Infinity Gauntlet right here. All seven song, all seven songs of these are the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> 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 if you know, you know. The game. The, this is the one album Look, where man. every song counted, every bar counted. Seven, he did not miss. It was seven tracks. It was only seven, seven tracks. Seven tracks, but he did not miss. Not he did not once. miss. 
There wasn't one bad song on this album, not one bad verse. Even Kanye came with it. But what would Meek do? This yeah. whole album, Hard Piano with Rick Ross, they need to do an EP on that. Him and Ross need to do an EP. Because that's just fucking fire. This whole shit, Santeria. I'm like, that's my favorite track. Yeah, that's mine. Especially because of what he was talking about yeah. and the yeah. backstory behind it and how it being because of a friend that was killed. Yeah. And he just let all the rage out on that track. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the bait. Infrared. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. That's how we got this. That's how we got that soundbite for what happened after Infrared came out. Yeah. But Daytona, Pusha. Yeah. Don't clap for him. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> we got at number 18, Anderson Pack with Malibu. Mm-hmm. Which set off all the hype around his career and got everybody interested. Um... You can't go wrong with the features he had on here. He had Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. He had Schoolboy Q, which I felt was the best single song that was released from here, yeah. which was Am I Wrong. Um, BJ Chicago Kid, Game was on here. Talib Kweli. Like, it, this was my introduction to him, and I left like I... I need more from this guy. That was your introduction to Big Creek? Yeah, I, was, I, didn't, wow. wasn't, I wasn't on... No. Um, Malibu. Oh, Malibu, my friend. Yeah, Malibu. Wow. My bad. <laughs> yeah, my introduction to him was on fucking um, Compton. Anderson Pack. Which one? And Compton, the um, Dre's album. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the first gotcha. time I heard of him. Yeah, because he had dropped Venice uh, two years before mm-hmm. Malibu. Yeah. So I went back and listened to that. Um, yeah, no, hands down. I mean, The Bird... What else has he got on here? Uh, again, without you with Rhapsody, um, and lightweight with the Free Nationals. Mm-hmm. Side note: mm-hmm. If you ain't heard the new Free Nationals album right My now, God, you slipping. Yeah, I'm gonna be Seriously. running that all the remainder of the year going into next year. For sure, that Free Nationals album is nuts. Um, but and yeah, this was perfect at number eighteen. Seventeen, you take reins, you understand? <sighs> Catalactica, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Big crit right here, and. Don't get me wrong, I fully enjoy Forever is a Mighty Long Time. In comparison to Catalactica, it's definitely more upbeat. Yeah. But Catalactica is just an album where it's just... It's just, it's food for the soul. It is. Like, it it doesn't get too... It it has some high moments, but overall, it just stays right in its pocket. Yeah. And it just keeps hitting you. Smacking you in your ass. Yeah, and I love how that was. See, there's there's a common theme here. Was as the higher we get, you start realizing these are their concept albums that start coming into play. Hey, it's like I didn't realize that. It's like kind of, it's kind of like if you know you kind of put some thought into your projects, we will reward you. We'll reward you for right. it. <laughs> um, but the you know of course the, this here with Catalactica is you know it's his own planet that you know he creates with a with a woman, and they play everything out. So, then you get, of course, the title track, Catalactica, where it's this, it's like this outcast vibe, just yeah. on how he's spitting it, but it's like this Mississippi twist. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. you, it's a full-fledged Southern record, and then Raphael Sadiq on Soul Food, and then how he turned Pay Attention, which is a strip club joint, but he made it into, like, this ballad. Yeah. Mm. And then he switches it up right then, and then he goes to the next two tracks is just the upbeat shit. And then you get Mind Control, which I felt if Wiz probably put one more blunt down and just actually be thinking, <laughs> this would be one of those top tracks because I don't feel like we got Wiz at his best on this one. 
However, yeah, I don't know, man. He he slipped up on that one. For however, sure. <laughs> it was it was just enough. I mean, the hook itself. It, Pimpsey was live. Pimpsey would the hook. Of course, like it was. You know, it was just it was, it was that. He really channeled that. Um, and then the song on here, of course, he did with his girlfriend Mara uh, mm-hmm. Ruby, who of course is from out here on "Do You Love Me." Yep. I will always say this till the death of me: If Kanye made Saturdays equal celebrations, it would be heralded as one of the best records made this decade. Mm. I strongly feel that if that was a Kanye record, everybody would look at this song completely different. Because, but because it's Crit and everybody likes to make fun of Crit and not really rock with them, it's kind of just gets thrown. But Saturdays equal celebrations, is, and people are just picking up on it because I've seen a lot of a lot of movies start using it in their trailers. Really? Like they've switched Seriously? up they've switched up the beat on it to make, make it a little bit more cinematic. cinematic. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they've been doing that. And then, of course, what I felt is one of Lupe's best verses was Lost Generation, when he flipped the script and then was basically basically talking down on every black leader from the perspective of a young black youth who doesn't know anything about them and is just talking out his ass. Mm. So then when people heard it and they start reading on social media, they start attacking Lupe and he's like, yep, I did my job because you have completely missed the point. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, this was because of the sample clearance. Mount Olympus didn't make this project. It made it as Wasn't a, that a his price. response to control? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was quick. He did it in fucking two days. I remember that. And I, and I, you, I, I loved his response because his response wasn't a response. His yeah. response was, thanks, Kendrick. You gave me some shine. I'm going to touch on it for two <laughs> bars. Now let's fucking rap. And he went in and killed that shit. Yeah, he sure did. Um, and then, of course, um, when he had the the week of crit, when he was doing the, the, the six track. That. I remember that. Um, the bonus track on Calactic was Lack Lack, which was my favorite track off the week of crit. Mm. Lack, Lack, Lack. Yeah. Yeah. Big crit, man. Good shit. Two albums in the top 25. Good for him. One in the top 20. Now, his first appearance on our list. He was just kidding Lamar back then. So. Well, second overall, but first on the top 50. Well, you know what I mean. But um, this was, yeah, on this list, on this half of it. Uh, he was just known as Kendrick Lamar. But this was his first, this is the album that really introduced everybody to, like, you know, underground fans, hip-hop fans. Section 80. Mm-hmm. That's how I got introduced to Kendrick Lamar. Shit. And it opened up. It was this was more of a novel. When we talk about his concept albums, it was like mm-hmm. a book. Because it says chapter six, and you know, and all, chapter ten, and all that shit. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, opened up with Fuck Your Ethnicity, and then hold up! <laughs> <laughs> hold up! I took it in as a. Um, this is just a, a, a campfire story. Yep. That too. Same here. Like, that's just how I took it. Um, I can see how the chapters will lead you to go with the, yeah. the story. No. The ADHD, of course. Uh, Tammy's song. Tammy's song is, is wild because it's mm-hmm. just a... Bro. It's a wild ending that you weren't expecting. It's like, what? Oh, a oh <laughs> huh. that's what we're yeah. going but okay. even before that, no makeup, her vice, like that was a, uh, yeah. you know, that was uh, And then he tells you uh, to be continued. Yeah. Track what? Track um ten. What was it? What was it ten? Nah, uh, eleven. See, the track, 11, track list yes. is fucked up here because of, there's a song uh, missing on here. Of course, on the streaming. But for those who have uh, who purchased the, the album, who have the original, you have the spiteful chant, which is him and Q. Mm-hmm. And what track that is was missing int- on um, spiteful chant? They because a sample. Yeah. What the fuck? Anyway, yeah, that was, a lot, that, was, that was a lot of people's introduction to, to Q. That's how that's how I was introduced to Q. Yeah. And of course, my introduction to Absol was on Absol's outro. And I was like, that dude is fire as fuck. Cushion contradictions. 
This whole, and then of course you ended it on the J. Cole produced record, High Power. Of course. That was when I really became, that was a song that made me a fan of Kendrick. I'm like, ooh. I became a fan of ending the albums with the first song that you used as a taste of the album. Yeah. Remember, he, yeah, High yeah. Power got put out as the single. As a single, right. yeah. And then to see it's the last track. That's when I was, I really became a fan of that, where I was yeah. like, yeah, just give us the last track. So and that then, was, you know, kind of a wrap up. Of and that's also how he said how he had a dream that, I remember when he first said he had a dream that Pac came in his dreams and said, yeah, we'll make this album. I remember I laughed and went, <laughs> what kind of shit is that? Are you full of shit till I heard the album? And I was like, oh, like, oh yeah. shit. And see, Oof. the crazy thing is for people like, you know, me and JC, we listened to K-Dot as K-Dot. Yeah. That's you how I knew I mean? who we was, too. K-Dot, yeah. yeah. When I heard about Kendrick Lamar, I was like, who the fuck is that? And then you're like, oh, that's K-Dot. The and then, fuck? No, then JC told me it was K-Dot. And I was like, oh, Section 8? I got you. Yeah, got you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get that ding. <laughs> anyway. Number, coming in at number 15. This should have been his album. This yeah. should have been his debut album. Hov's an asshole for this. Rock Nation is an asshole. Columbia, whoever label J. Cole was on, they were an asshole. But J. Cole's third mixtape, which should have been his debut album, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, piano over. He's another... Great intro. Yeah, dude. he's another intro mm-hmm. rapper. Just, boy, when he grabs you by the fucking chokehold, like it's... <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> this was nothing but keys and harmonizing, and then it jumps right into... too deep for the intro. The, the Erica Badu sample. Um, beaten sample. Uh-huh. Um, and then it just, he keeps going up to You Got It with Wale. Oh, my God. Which, mm. you know, if you were familiar with attention deficit... Yeah. Yeah. J. Cole you know, renegated him. Yeah, he caught a body on his boy on his album. <laughs> and he didn't mean to. Yeah. He was just rapping how he knows how to rap. Yeah. So to hear Wale, like, you know, that, because, you know, shit like that could start beef. Yeah. I mean, we saw it with fucking Gucci and, and Jeezy with yeah. Icy. Like, that yeah. shit started a whole fucking beef. Outshining him? Outshining him? Man, Ego's a motherfucker. Yeah, but nah, was, I'm, that's a friendship that we don't give enough credit for this decade. And of Wale course, and Cole. you got Blow Up, which would have been a huge single if it was on. If it was an official album, Blow Up would have been that single. Mm-hmm. Been a, and then you had Higher, In the Morning, featuring Aubrey. Two-Face is one of my personal favorites from him. Best Friend would miss... Well, would, of course, it's a sample. Uh, premeditated murder is that song. Is a, premeditated murder is just that's that's a personal favorite. Yeah, home for the holidays is a good one too. Yeah, that's man. a that's an unofficial holiday record. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Sea World is another one where it was Sea World is to me is his Keisha's song. Keisha's at that song. Time. That was his Brenda's got a baby. What well, well, I'm saying? I know. Just, yeah, yeah. And then farewell was like the perfect outro. Like wow, that could be his retirement song. And then Cole was like, Nah, I, I got, got a one good more. Fr- I got a good Friday joint. That yeah. I gotta add. <laughs> And then he, I was looking for trouble where he had literally the best verse on there with names. Kanye, on there. Yeah. Big Sean, Shy High the Prince. Was it Pusher on that too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was a Friday Night Lights. Just God. the closing lines. Just ironic. You've been sleeping on the one that you've been dreaming about, and that shit just and then fades. I was like, God damn. That wasn't even. That song wasn't even mixed because I remember Big Sean's vocals weren't even yeah. mastered or nothing. Kanye just released it the way it was. Speaking of Kanye. Coming in at number 14. I had to fight for this album, but I got my way. Right. And I've been waiting, baby. Jesus. Controversial album right here. But in my opinion, this was one of pretty much one of Kanye's 
best works to me. Of course, you open up with on site, you know, with him just literally sniffing coke off the fucking keyboard. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Just like put the coke in, just went and, and then all you heard was. <laughs> and then black skinhead, like, why? It was one when you get, keep going that to the album. Hype, man! I, I really like that track. When black you heard that song, I'm like, you made this. This is the same nigga who made College Dropout. Holy shit! That I'm a god. I remember when he put "I'm a God" featuring God. You got your black ass mind. It still says that. He took it off on nope. mine. I'm looking right at it. Damn. Yep. Turned God. Well, I took <laughs> I took it off of mine. And of course, when Kanye put his face all over the buildings with new slaves, you can forget that. And he had the nerve to put just he put Justin Ivor and Chief Keef on the same record with "Hold My Liquor." <laughs> Blood on the leaves. What can you say about that damn record? Should have been track one. That's what I can say about the fucking record. <laughs> yeah, he said. Kanye said he was he wanted to put it at track one, but he was like, "No, nope. y'all think about it." <laughs> and then he put bound two, which which frustrated so many people. <laughs> I remember that drop. So many people were frustrated. Like, what the fuck? Why couldn't that been it? That could have been the album. And Kanye just trolled you. <laughs> Hmm. Other than that, I love this album. Jesus is a great record, and it, and it, and over the years, people have started to appreciate it. Some people. Mm-hmm. That's all I could say about that. But Jesus, great record, great album. And number thirteen, it took about a year, two years for people to actually appreciate it. And I know that for a fact because they're trying to revise history. Oh, they are. Mm. Because when this album came out, it was right dead smack in January of 2016. And who came out later on that year, which we'll get to later. Yeah. But it was Rihanna with Anti. <clears throat> and from Jump, I've always contended this is her best work to date. Yeah, it is. There's not much, like, consideration with Scissors, great, James Joint. But then you just get to kiss it better. And it's yes. like everything that was sultry that she did over her career. Mm-hmm. This was like the apex of that. This yeah. is her mastering every sexy track she did before mm-hmm. right. and it became this record and yeah. it was like her vocals were just some of the best vocally mixed I've ever heard on a track like this then you get of course you had to work with Aubrey Desperate of course <laughs> dude let it go no then you had Needed Me with DJ Mustard which I couldn't believe he yeah. produced Mustard that on the beat oh and the way she started singing it same old mistakes mm-hmm. love on the brain sex with me this was Rihanna's magna opus, and until then, she was like, "This is my best project. I ain't releasing shit but panties yeah. and bras." And it's wild that uh, <laughs> it's wild that the and person, <laughs> the person who's uh, behind the scenes on this is Travis Scott. Oh, he he and Aidar the album. Well, remember this is when they were they were together. Yeah, well, fucking. Oh, they were fucking. Shit. So that's why remember, birds. In, remember his influences on here. That's why birds trapped in McKnight is people call that his ode to Rihanna because yeah. that's when they broke up. Ah. That yeah, sense. that's when he got with Kyrie, Kylie, whatever her name is. But anti, and it's funny because now people are trying to revise history and said it was better than our number twelve track. But nah, no, it wasn't. Beyonce, Lemonade, which was part two of Lemonade Gate, <coughs> or not Lemonade, ele- Elevator Music, as you call it. Yes, <laughs> that happened in that decade. This premiere, I remember. What, I remember when the trailer came out. It was gonna be on HBO, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? Oh, this is a trailer." And then when you watch the movie that came out on HBO, Beyonce just revealed, "Yeah, my husband cheated on me." And I was like, "Hold up, what the?" Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm. Yeah, Jay Z cheated on Beyonce, and that's still crazy to think about. And he got her back. It's not crazy. 
Shit's whole. I mean, like that happens every day. That's just levels. <laughs> it's just levels. But let's talk about the music though. Um, formation is the one that obviously oh, alienated that... a country. When she like, said divided fuck a whole bunch of country. No, when Beyonce I wanna thank Beyonce. Beyonce, thank you for saying that about fuck my man good, take his ass to Red Lobster. Red Lobster. Sauce in the bag. No, it was just what she, what stuff she was saying was it divided a country because you had yeah white people who love Beyonce and they're like, I can't relate to this. So what is this? This isn't good. And it's like yeah, it ain't for you. And then the yeah, video because right. she dropped the song at the same time as the video. People and white people called the video racist. Yeah, and it was like what? And How? then. And then the halftime show at the Super Bowl when she oh, performed like, oh, the song. You think that's racist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think that's racist? Puts up we the put black, some black fish. berets on. You put up the black fish. Yeah. Natural <laughs> hair, just and then they were standing in the thick black women uh, on the field, and they're forming in the way of the X, you know, celebrating Malcolm yes. X and shit. And they called that racist, and that's still the most wildest shit to me. And then stop her because this album went platinum and became album of the year. And then the Academy felt it was racist, so they gave it to Adele. And even Adele was like, this no, is fucked up. you fucked up. <laughs> she pulled a Mean Girls, but the best tracks on here is Don't Hurt Yourself, which is Ether Part 2 to me, so. And of course, it's our six inch featuring The Weeknd, Daddy Lessons, the country record that got country people like, what the f- that- What kind of shit is that? <laughs> that well, she did the song with Dixie Chicks, and then Freedom with Kendrick, All Night. This album was great. Mm-hmm. One of Beyonce's Strongest albums. Now, number eleven. We talked about this last year. Number eleven, and it kind of was shot actually, up on our list. It yeah, was number, it was two, number two last year, but, but due to circumstances this year, well, it ain't even due to circumstances. It was it was my number one last year. It was my and number then two. as time just kept going, right? I feel like everybody else was. I think everybody was just late to the party and yeah. hear what I heard. They just caught on pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nipsey Hustle and Victory Lap. Um, they. It's, 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 it's hard to talk about it for real. Like you, you really like, summed what it can up. You say about fucking victory. Well, this that, is, now I'm talking about it from a different perspective. Now, yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta come at a different, you know, angle. Because now it's after, after the fact of right, what happened. Death. Right, yeah. right, right. So I knew what it was before his death. Yeah, yeah. And then to play it after his death, it was just like, damn, you really did leave something that can stand the test of time. He really did. this project. Like, there's just so many gems and jewels in this fucking album. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's even tracks that I knew cats who that didn't like um, when it first came out. And right before he died, they were hitting me up like, oh, nah, like, young nigga. Yeah. Oh, Mm. young nigga? Young nigga? Nah, they just, yeah, they just, well, they weren't catching what he was saying. They were were focused on Puff's Atlas? Yeah, yeah, they were exactly, more so focused yeah. on that than what he was saying, and I was like, I kept telling people that? from Jump, I was like, fam, that's 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 channeling nineties. Yeah, like he was able to. That was kind of like a cheat code. He was able to kind of give you a glimpse of what he would have sounded like in the nineties. Yep. Um, not realizing that you know when they found out later more about the story about his life that oh wow okay even I knew that even before that that was one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, I mean, but you know it whatever comes with the territory. Um, of course, Blue Laces Two for me is. That's my favorite song off the album. Ooh. Yeah, um, that third verse just is mm-hmm. just perfection of, of painting a picture and having a, a clear-cut image and living everything that he talked about in that third it's verse. Crazy. I'm just right. looking at all these tracks, and it's just like, damn, this was his only, his first official album and his only album. 
I'm like, what the fuck? And you end it. And it's funny when I hear, like, you talk, you, I remember you broke down what you felt real big, double up, and right hand to God is. To me, now, after the fact, I listen to real big, and it sounds like, you know, the little ending portion mm-hmm. towards the end, it sounds like he's transitioning into heaven. Yeah. And then mm. you hear double up, because it, it sounds like he's in paradise on yeah. double up. He's chilling. It was one of my favorite tracks. And then Right Hand of God is his final, like, salute to the world. Right Hand of God, to, it, it flows perfectly the way you said that. Because remember, when they opened up his funeral, Right Hand of God was what they started with at yeah, the funeral. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was literally, like, hearing that is, uh, yeah, I, of course I hear the album different in general because of the passing. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, in a way, I still hear it the same because it's like, I, I knew what I heard before the the death yeah and you then know to hear it heard. afterwards it was just like nah this is I, I I knew what was going on yeah it's like when we first heard it, it's like oh shit victory like that's a slap yeah track two that's a slap yeah last time I checked that's I mean a, come on now Hov was supposed to be on <laughs> you know that. what I mean that's the craziest part and mm-hmm. E-40 was actually supposed to be on grinding all my life yeah yeah. you know what I mean and, like, and then it makes me wonder how long happened. he held on Fuck. to the track cause he this was like like years in the making. He had been holding on to tracks as far as 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like there was tracks yeah, that yeah. were just held on to. Mm-hmm. I remember he was supposed to call um, uh, the Marathon Series. Victory Lap was supposed yeah. to be the I third remember. one. Yeah, yeah he was supposed to keep it up. The Marathon cover, and then he took out the Marathon yeah. and called it Victory Lap. Yeah. But yeah, man, rest in peace, Nip. Your legacy's contained. You are a legend. Yeah. Depending on what some whack ass niggas thinks. We keep that 100. And take out a zero. Coming in at number 10. <laughs> we had an argument about this, but hey, number 10, J. Cole. 2014, Forest Hill Drive. When I said it was a slow year in 2014, J. Cole came out of nowhere. Well, not out of nowhere. He gave like a two-week notice. Because at the end of the year, too. Yeah, at the end of the year, it showed up at fans' houses playing the album and shit. Yeah, I'm going up to your house. Huh? Yeah, look outside. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so that's bust up. I'm out here. <laughs> With the album in his hand. Right. You want to listen? I'm one of the fans that was highly disappointed with uh, Born Center. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Cole fans. So, again. Yeah. you know, coming off of Born Center, going into this, I did have some questions uh-huh. and concerns. Um, and then, of course, he released Be Free, which was a single that he ended up performing. I forgot which uh, night show. David Letterman. To. Yeah. Mm. So he did that. He did that after the album came out. I remember that. Before, no, it was before the album came out. Because he didn't perform no tracks. He performed this. Right. Of the whole Mike Brown shit. And then the album drops, and I realized... Oh shit! This is a continue. <laughs> he just continued it, mm. and then like it's just, it's just smooth. It's the soundtrack yeah. to his life. Yeah, that's what he called it. it. It literally is a soundtrack to his life. And I remember when he literally broke down the album in interviews, and I saw his documentary of the whole tour and shit. I was listening to it with an open ears, and I'm like, just like a soundtrack to his life. And then literally everything was just breaking down, and I was like, this is his best work. This is this was I felt Friday Night Lights should have been his debut. This was his classic. Twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drive is his classic. Oh, uh, I mean Taylor Two Cities. Oh yeah, like this this was him mastering what many of us felt was his Achilles was the hooks. Yeah, mm. like this like he was floating through these goddamn hooks. And I'm like, bro, where? Who are you? What kind of shit is that? <laughs> what is this right now? I mean, Taylor Two Cities just hands in the air. Hands. In the uh, air now. Fire Squad, which of course, you know, that third verse. Yeah. That, that a lot of people remember that verse. I've always stood firm on Saint, uh, Saint-Tropez and just having this eerie-ass vibe to it. Yeah. It's like, it, it's a beautiful, it sounds beautiful, but like there's this eerie feeling and it's kind of like, that's what it is when you pack up and you go to Hollywood mm-hmm. type deal where it's like, it's it looks good, 
but you have no idea and what's then coming of course with you it. Had, right. You have, what's it called, G-O-M-D. Yeah, get, get off, off my, my dick. dick. And then no role models. Don't save her. You don't want to be saved. You know, Hello, apparently, which was one of the singles, and mm-hmm. Love Yours, which is an emotional track. And of course, the long-ass liner notes with Note to Self. <laughs> that was a great idea. Yeah, it was. I'm surprised a lot of artists haven't done that since. Yeah. According to, and of course, I think I said this last week, but Eve said this is supposed to be a double album, and they had to cut it down. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. But J. Cole, you coming at number 10. We're in the top 10 now, people. It's just flying by. And now coming in at number 9. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Kendrick Lamar, Kung Fu Kenny. Right to me. Ain't nobody praying for me. Ain't nobody praying for me. Nobody. Ain't nobody praying for me. That's a great summary of the song. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> we did a whole podcast talking about this damn album, but we're gonna talk about it again for you whole asses. Pulitzer I mean, Prize winner. Yeah. And what? And you've and always every song fucking charted. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was you? What was? What was it? Now, G always said about this album. Was it your favorite Kendrick album? Well, was it like your classic? But what was it? The analogy. Basketball? Oh, this is uh, Vince Carter's dunk contest. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the elbow and the rim dunk, where. You you hear it, you know it's great, and you're like, okay, did it. Until you hear the end, and you're like, wait a minute. Did what the just fuck did that? Wait, time out. Wait, wait, what? And then they replay, and you realize, nah, this nigga. This, this okay, one. hold up, time out. Let me <laughs> what kind of shit is play that? it back. Run it back one more. Let me Chris see. Chris have been talking a lot in this whole list. What yeah. kind of shit is that? What was your favorite tracks on here now that it's like years later? Shit. Two years later. Still DNA. Yeah. Did, yeah, is, yeah, is, like, is that that point now when I watch NBA games and the clock and the shot clock's going down and it's like five, four? Doesn't my hair just did it? <laughs> I have a new appreciation for Triple X. Same here. Yeah. Like now that Same I've had time here. to actually have it sit, I have a new appreciation for that. My yeah. favorite is Feel and Fear. <laughs> feel and Fear and Pride. Humble. The whole fucking album. I mean, seriously, you can go track for track. Like, yeah. this shit knocks. And then when you get down to God, it's like, that's just one of the smoothest fucking tracks that mm-hmm. I've ever heard from Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. What do God feel like? Yeah. And the fact I mean, that Duckworth, sh- uh, Ninth Wonder just got busy. Oh, yeah. yes. That nigga was just, <laughs> he's like, look what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, one beat, two beat, yeah. three beat, four. <laughs> he's like, oh, he goes, he goes hey, hey, psst, psst. Keep rapping. Rapsy and GQ ain't using this. Here. <laughs> just keep rapping. He's like, that shit you're doing, just ignore what I'm doing. Just, just, go. just, just go. keep telling yeah. the story. Just keep telling the story. I'm just pushing buttons. Shit. But what can we say about this album that we haven't said already? It won a fucking Pulitzer Prize. That's a feat in itself. This was his fourth album. What the fuck, Kendrick? We'll see you later. Coming in at number eight, the debut project from Frank Ocean, Nostalgia Ultra. Mm-hmm. I remember it was like I remember it was on, I was on a forum and this is when Odd Future was really popping off and I wasn't really into them I was like man you're some weirdos I didn't really care mm-hmm. until someone just went like oh no this is guy that was like Frank Ocean he's part of Odd Future and I'm like alright I'll give him a chance they said it was one of the best R&B projects I heard Strawberry Swing and it was a Coldplay record and I was like oh my god then you heard Novocaine and I was like wow and then we all try and then Songs for Women Love Crimes There Will Be Tears Swim Good American Wedding, man. Well, I don't know what else to say about that. The nature feels. This was a mixtape, which should have been an album. That's how I feel about Nostalgia Ultra. We all, we all know the story on why it wasn't an album. Because Def Jam was fucking with him. 
Yeah. You got to remember, so he had been on Def Jam. He was a songwriter. Yeah, yeah, he he was a songwriter. He had done a lot of shit with um, James Fauntleroy. He had a whole different sound before mm-hmm. this that he mm. identified it wasn't him. Yeah. Like, they were trying to paint him into this Wasn't he another that... name? Wasn't he have another name? He had another alias. Frank Ocean. He had another alias. I'm sure he did. I'm right. just... I forgot who he was. Well, go on. I know what you're talking about because he released all that fucking The Johnny... Project. Fuck. Oh, whatever. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Dev Jam kept fucking with him. And so he's like, oh, you know what? Then fine. You two could play that. So then he got in touch with Tyler and... Because remember, he wasn't a he, he wasn't, wasn't a founder. Like no, he people who don't know two members that aren't recognized, but they were founders. It's Vince Staples and Casey a, Veggies. He was a, they were two of the founders with Tyler with Odd Vince Staples was just a hype man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then here comes uh, Frank, and somehow, some way, they were able to get something accomplished in a partnership. Mm-hmm. And he takes this project that Dev Jam had been placed on hold, and he just drops it for free. And it just starts everything, and Def Jam can't say anything because there was that, some loophole technicality about the records not being exclusive to them. It was sample clearances, and also he didn't clear the samples; it was for free. He's not making money off of it. Yeah, and not only that, this one mixtape got him into a studio with Jay Z and Beyonce, and he ended up on Watch the Throne. He ended up writing for fucking Beyonce, and he ended up on Magna Carta, Holy Grail, all within Shit, one got, year. We got one of uh, Joe Budden's greatest uh, response records to his exes. On Novocaine, yeah. With Novocaine. Yeah. Like, this was a great project. Like, I can still listen to this now, and then, like, this was a great project. Yeah. Really great project. No, no issues with it at all. The Star Jones for Frank Ocean. Great. Now, number seven, the final chapter. <laughs> I was kind of really there's a story within this list. <laughs> elevator music. The elevator music. Now, if y'all don't it's know what we meant. It's a concept list. What we meant with elevator music was that what happened, what is it, 2013? It don't matter. Everybody knows. Yeah, he got his ass whooped in the elevator yeah, by Solange. The, the whole Solange. And when, Beyonce, when Solange found out that he had cheated allegedly. on B. And beat his ass. Well, ain't allegedly. Elevator. Like, that's what yeah. the, it, it happened. Yeah. And after that <laughs> moment, when I you saw her. the picture, all the, the, seeds, the seeds were planted for them albums. For Seed at the Table, Lemonade, and then 444. Kill Jay-Z. Shit. That was a great <laughs> Yeah, that's how he opened it up. And then, of course, this was like Beetlejuice. The story of OJ was a Beetlejuice to OJ Simpson because now he's back. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also a haunting song for Aubrey because, you know, (laughs) even hear it. Yeah, Smile, which is one of my favorite records. That was Vintage Hove. Frank Ocean again on Caught Their Eyes. The title track, well, Hove responded to everything, 444. Family Feud was just great. Oh yeah, the beat was fire. Like it was, the beat was so simple, but it was so still soulful, soulful and cinematic. Mm. The fact that Beyonce was had her vocals all all over it, and uh, and then just how he just how he opens it, <laughs> Super Bowl gold. Yeah, Super Bowl gold. It was a, and also no ID. I forgot. No ID was all over this album. Mm-hmm. This is Kanye's mentor, and he let the story begin. He had band with Damian Marley. Moonlight was one of my favorite. Marcy Me, how he rapped on that record is still just amazing to me. And how it was like, he didn't write none of that shit. He rapped that shit. And then, of course, Legacy, Legacy with the Donny Hathaway sample. This whole album, man, in my opinion, I feel it's, it's number three on Hove's best work. It's, it's Reasonable Doubt, Blueprint, 444. And that's how I look at it. That, that's his top three to me. This 444 is one of is Hove's best work. One of Hove's best work of this decade. So, shout out to Hove. Number six. 
I remember when this album dropped. Yeah, number six. This this is another game changer. They just said it wasn't a classic when it dropped. I don't, I don't, I don't forget people. They said this album was not a classic. Uh, number six, we got Frank Ocean with Again. Channel Orange. And I want to make it perfectly clear that a lot of niggas were I remember. so hesitant to call this a classic because first. of the revelation of him being Bi. bisexual. Yeah. And there were certain songs that had references to a man. Mm -hmm. And from that point, they just thought that this was about to be like... A gay album. Yeah, like this was about to just be Stupid. some music that was just like a hyper-homosexual album that like was just all about sexualizing everything. And I was like... No, nope. not here. What he did uh, with Novocaine and Swim Good? Like, <laughs> Seriously, he though. was bisexual then. <laughs> so what? So case shit changed. Yeah, I remember how everyone was saying this wasn't a classic and how disappointed they were. And now I'm looking at all these decades lists, including ours, and we seeing how high it is. And I just go, <laughs> told you. Yeah. The See, I, I come from a household where Luther Vandross. There's Ooh. no slander in Luther Vandross's good name right. whatsoever. Rolling right. Stone, don't Same go to Jay-Z's yeah. house. You'll get stomped I out. I will whoop your ass. <laughs> I will whoop your ass. Give me a hell, yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, after his death, you know, that's when it became public that he was a homosexual man. Right. And people were feeling weary about that. I remember being a teenager, and I'm like, fam, all that means is that that's a spectacular artist because he took... If you've listened to the songs, yeah, he never really proclaimed a woman or a man. It he was, was just talking about love. Gender fluid. Love yeah, love and in general. It was just, I've even said it. I think I was created to a Luther Vandross song. So it's possible. That, that's too. my uncle yeah. at my point. So somebody that could do art like that, that's a legend beyond explaining. And that's right. what this album made me appreciate Frank Ocean. First of all, Think About You was, this was a, uh, what's it called? Demo track, yeah. a reference mm. track for Bridget Kelly. I remember that. That was this was her record. Damn, but I'm glad he didn't give it to her. Oh, yeah. he did. He Wait, didn't give what? it. To, yes, she sang. I remember hearing it, and then the reference track came out, and then Def Jam said, <laughs> "Nah, we need that back." Yep. Have <laughs> <laughs> that over. By that, by this time, Def Jam was up on game after yeah. Nostalgia Ultra, and was like, "Nah, we need to go every every all hands on deck with Frank." Ocean. And then Wait, I remember so she really did sing that shit. Yes, look it up. Mm -hmm. I remember. Uh, I don't want to. I, it's a good song. Well, <laughs> she did a decent job, but Frank Ocean renegated her. That's his record. The biggest fucking tease of this album is Fertilizer. Just how because it was a James really? Fauntleroy, it's a James Fauntleroy track oh, that's wow. unreleased. That's why it's so not he, like he's skit. So oh, he took, the radio. yeah. So he took uh. it, and that's why it's just used as a commercial skit. And then it, they take it out. And then you had gotcha. sweet, you had sweet life was produced by Pharrell. That was crazy. Was it the Neptunes or just Pharrell? Same. I shit. think it's just Pharrell. The, a lot of people don't know this to this day. Sweet life, when he's naming the fruits, those are fruits that are used for wine. Hmm. So and, uh, it still goes over people's head, and it's like, no, that's sweet life. When you think of sweet life, you're mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The yeah, wine is the, the drink, and then yeah, right. super rich kids, which is one of my. That's a summer record. I remember this. This album came out during the summer. This was the perfect. Mm -hmm. That was the perfect when you're at the pool, you're kicking back, and you just play that record. Yep. Then crack, and then of course, crack rock, crack rock. <laughs> but of course, the magnum opus record. Pyramids. Pyramids. Yeah. I love both versions. The video should have been better, but it's, my... It's a 10-minute song, and it should be longer. Oh, my God. Both versions. <laughs> the, the song should still be going as we speak right now. Yes. Like it, As we're talking right now, it should have went yeah, the whole it, decade. It should be, it should be an eight-year song. It, <laughs> still going. Yeah. 
It Con- should just like how Kanye was doing uh, software updates on his fucking albums. <laughs> oh, there should be God. updates in of the beat switching. Yeah. Of the beat just switching. Yeah. So Pink Matter, which oh man, Pink Matter, which had Andre three thousand, but and bad this, religion. Like you, we, uh, we can't record. skip bad religion. Oh, of course, bad, bad religion oh, is yes. the fucking song because again, people were oh my God, he's he's talking about gay and all that. Yeah. Bad religion is so beautifully done because it doesn't matter who you're in love with gender wise. Well, At he, some point, everybody can relate. To, to getting your heart broken. To not only that, but just being in love with somebody who doesn't love you back. Yeah. yeah. Like that's just a generic record for everybody to feel and understand. Mm-hmm. Um Pink Matter was featured it was, was gonna feature Outcast, but Andre took Big Boy. No <laughs> but great record. Forrest Gump, I just changed boy to girl. That's all you like, that's do. all I changed. Like the these this is for me, it's like singing songs that women make. Like yeah. you just change the gender. It's not, not a big fucking deal. Not gonna turn gay, man. Shit. But anyway, <laughs> Frank Ocean, round of applause, yeah. Channel Orange, that is most definitely a classic. Love it. Anyone else is a classic? The, the, Put the, your picky rings in the moon! The one who beat Hove at the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> niggas got mad at him. But Bruno Mars, 24K magic. Know how I get down when it comes oh, to yeah. New Jack Swing. Of course. You know how I get down. So when I heard 24 Karat Magic, it's like, oh, this nigga doing New Jack Swing. All right, cool. Let's see what else he does for the album. And then Chunky plays. And I'm like, oh, oh New Jack Swing. Swing. <laughs> oh, all right, bet. Oh Let's go. God. All right, okay, I'm in. It's yeah. I'm in. Everybody stay calm. Yeah. And I've been waiting, How baby. happy I was to hear a New Jack Swing influenced album in the 2000s. In this case, the 2010s, yeah, but just in this shit. new millennium, just right. to hear that, oh, I was so happy. Yes, that was great. Come on. Perm, that's what I like. Versace on the floor, straight up and down, calling on my lo- lovelies. Finesse. Finesse. Both, ver- b- both versions. Fuck it. With Cardi or not. Yeah. Too good to say goodbye. And that's how I felt. I'm like, you saying goodbye already? Because there was only nine songs. And I'm like, no, no, no. Get your ass back get here. Your ass get your ass back, back here, here now. <laughs> now! <laughs> <laughs> this album was... And when, it won, when, when I saw it was not for album of the year at the Grammys, I'm no, like... No, no, that, that, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Dan yeah. and Kendrick. We were like, well, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it'd be cool, but... It's not a good And niggas were really mad. I'll never forget you niggas for being pissed off that he that he beat Hove. And I was like, no, because that sound's been happening before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24K Magic, nine songs. This is his thriller. And once again, I said it before with the push. This dude did not miss, bro. Not once. Not, not one fucking track was wasted. Now, speaking of a track that wasn't wasted, this is how we got introduced to Abel. Number four. The weekend with House of House Balloons. House of Balloons. I'll never forget this. Shout out to my to my youngin, Levon. Levon sent me a message and just said, "Bruh, bruh, I don't know what I've been listening to for the last three hours. <laughs> I just know I have to share it with somebody." And damn, I, <laughs> I have to share it with somebody. And he's like, "Just he goes, I don't know what I'm listening to, but just listen to it." And I'm like, "All right, <laughs> what the fuck well, you right, about to send me something?" Yeah, I'm like, what okay, the fuck is this? And then high for this started. The way it opened. And immediately I was like, nah, for real, what the fuck did this nigga just send me? And yeah. from there it was just... You heard the Aaliyah sample on what you need. And then, I mean, you get to the morning, but <clears throat> Wicked Games. 
Oh my god! Fam, I got to put you in I was like, nah, hold up, time out. What the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like when Arsenio when Hart found out, how, good, how come no one told me how good this cheese is? Yeah. Slap the shit it out of him. It went from what is this to who, who is, is this? this? How, how is, is this? this? Why, Why is this? How? When how did this cool? happen? Why, Sway? Yeah. How, Sway? <laughs> And what was so crazy about this album is that he didn't put his face nowhere. This is when the weekend was mysterious. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. When, uh, <laughs> when when he created the the new style of the the covers that he used with the balloons and shit like well, that. Well, not not just that. It's you know the weekend. Yeah. Then the, the title and then the actually having list. the tracks yeah. on Ooh. the cover. Yes. This album was just. That's how I got introduced to him. Because I remember Drake's the one that introduced me to him. That introduced the record. I remember he put up a link on his Twitter. And I was like, oh. I was like, Coming down, loft music, and then the knowing. And then the fact that this led into... This wasn't on no label. I remember I listened to this album and I was pissed off at myself. Because I was like, I need to pay this man some money. I'm listening to this for free. <laughs> what the fuck? Who are you? And he was like... <laughs> I'll just wait a few more months. I'm gonna give you some more shit. Yeah. <laughs> then Thursday came out, and then a few months after that, fucking Echoes of Silence came out with the Dirty Diana fucking cover, which was really fucking good. And I Jesus, was that shit is DD too. He called it DD. It should was like right in your face. Yeah. And then <laughs> he called it the trilogy. But then when we all talk about the trilogy, like House of Balloons, not no Echoes of Silence and Thursday, they're cool, but ain't nothing touching House of Balloons. Nah. This was a game changer. It was even crazy. Like he didn't even announce it. it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Him and Frank Ocean dropped it that same year. Weekend and Frank, and it was just like, wow. Yeah. Weekend man. Yeah. And now look at him now. See that smile on his face? You see that smile on his face? See that mustache? He looks Mexican, bro. Still cocaine. I'm claiming him. But you know how I said the beginning of the decade? Cocaine and the mustache. He's got to be Mexican. He was mysterious in the beginning of the decade. Then you see the cover art, and he's got the big old smile on his face like the Joker. I mean, you go even deeper when you go to the notes. I mean, he starts off with Elangelo and Los the Maestro, and then he ends with London on the track. Like, if that ain't the epitome of going from opposite spectrums, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But now, people, we are in the top three. These are the albums of the decade. This is a fact. You ain't going to debate us. This is a motherfucking fact. So if you don't like it, make your own damn list, and we're going to tell you what's wrong. Because ours is a fact. Like I had, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Like I said before, these were the only three albums in order yes. out of all 100 were... All of us were like, okay, yeah, what's next? We're good. Yeah. So number four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like, we, there was no Shit. argument. Like, you know, me and JC would talk on the phone. We were like, who's your top three? That person, that person, and that person. Yeah. 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 Because I don't see no one else beating this album. Nah. <laughs> number three. Who wants to go? Good Kid, Mad City. I guess you. Kendrick Lamar. Man, the album that changed... The first classic of our generation. Yeah. That's what this was. This was the first official classic of the new generation of rappers. I remember putting a good bunch of people onto Section 80. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of those people hit me up because they were let down with his verse on Take Care. Yeah. So it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, 
I mean, it's one verse, but y'all heard Section 80, so I mean, you yeah, should be looking seriously. forward to Good Kid, Mad City. An album or one and verse. And he was doing like, a whole bunch right, of features. Real about that. He did a whole bunch of features leading up to the album. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he only released, what, Swimming Pools? And well, I before that, remember, I remember the recipe was recipe. what, what yeah. came out first. Yeah, I remember that. And so, you know, everybody was hyped about that because they did they filmed the video. Schoolboy Q was hyping it up. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they he, had... He performed at Coachella with yeah. Dre. And then Damn. the track list drops and it's not there. We're like, hmm. the album? Okay. And the video never came out. And remember, this is at a time where if songs weren't on the album, you would get pissed because we weren't giving albums the time to hear what it was. We're just yeah. like, nah, you can put our favorite song on. What, what you then doing? I remember right. when Backseat Freestyle dropped and everyone was pissed off calling it trash. But then what changed everything? The Heart Part 3. When he dropped that shit and it's, it, it just felt like a trailer. Oh, it was. But that uh, that Heart Part 3 came up when the track, when the album already leaked. And that's when people started. I remember on Twitter, everyone was just like, what kind of shit is that? In a good way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone was kind of just was like, like shocked. Did like, you get the wrong one? No, everyone was just <laughs> no, shocked because this was very, very, very good. Very Every good. track, and then, then it just realized because I remember when I first heard the album, because I didn't really look at the fucking cover art. I was like, "This is playing like a movie. What is <laughs> going on here?" So I looked at the cover, and it said a film by Kendrick Lamar. Short film. Short film, Short film by yeah. Kendrick Lamar, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" I don't know where to start because now I've listened to this album so many times. It's like, Lord God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You start off in the middle, like it fucking starts. Lord you know, God, Lord God, I come to you a sinner. sinner. And then it opens with Serene. I remember I was like Serene, aka Master. Stone I just remember, Carter. I just remember that happening, just hearing that, and then just those vocals in the background. The yeah. Ooh. And I remember listening to it and closing my eyes, and you know how you have that sky view where it exactly. kind of spins in a circle, yep. but it, they do it in like a a free or. Um, a crosswalk section. Uh-huh. So it kind of spins around a crosswalk. Oh, like yeah. Like everything yeah, connects. Yeah. That's how I, I remember know, just visualizing it and I was like, this is all going to connect in a way that's different at some point. Uh-huh. Based off what I heard from Section 80. Yeah. Right? So being familiar with that. It was a prequel. And then he starts talking about, you know, Shireen. And, and then the when way it, he constructs it, it's like a dance. It's literally a story. And it's like, it's so visual of what he was yeah. talking about. And I was like, I see all of this. And then when it stops, when he's saying his homie's about to jump him, I literally see it, it freeze frames mm-hmm. and it just rewinds. And then he goes into the, the voicemail with his see, mom. For me, I see it different. Mm. I see it happen. And then his mom calls. And yeah. as she's talking, the view of him getting his ass whooped is happening as she's talking and leaving the voice message. That makes sense. Yeah. So, then, yeah. so then what happens is, is after it's done and she hangs up, that same angle I was talking about when I closed my eyes of that crosswalk, yeah. it's now over him. In the crosswalk, and it goes to black, and then that's when "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe" happens, and "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe" is like the credits, opening credits. Yeah, yeah, opening credits. And I see, and I, when I see visualize "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe," you know, probably he's laid out on the fucking concrete. Mm-hmm. Visualize that as a like earlier that day, and he's just on his bed, and he wakes yeah. up, and he's getting up, getting ready for his day. Yep. And then when he and then gets when out, because my vibe ends, that's when that's they when come pick him up. House. Yep. And then, and, and then that's the rest when, of the yeah, story. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you make art that you know you can break down in that aspect. Yeah. Right? He literally broke this down. Everything was visual, art of peer pressure, money trees. Stop at <laughs> money trees, bro. J Rock. Because that is the one time where you can hear a song and say. Damn, Kendrick wasn't the best on his own song. J-Rock yeah. ripped that shit. J-Rock delivered... I don't know where that stands on everybody's list. I just know that was one of the best 
verses, let alone featured verses, I heard. Well, this it's, it's pretty high on this on this list, so yeah, you can pretty much say that. Like that, I mean, just the the counterbalance of it of what mm-hmm. his of Kendrick's perspective being the good kid, right? And the balance is J Rock, which is the kid on the opposite side of the tracks, yeah, and then just giving that to you blatantly, yeah. Um, I. And not that, that, but just that. the difference in the cadence too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. with with uh, Kendrick coming in smooth, you bitch, you bitch, you bitch, and then now Jay Rock up. You know what I mean? It's like whoa. And, yep. All right, you got it. Yep. <laughs> and then the next song, Poetic Justice. He got a Janet Jackson sample, and he called it Poetic Justice, and he got featuring Drake, and that's even like a visual because it's just like everything about it is just like. Everything about this, and you go to Good Kid, and of course, the signature Mad City yeah. with the yak, yak, yak. With and then they have, the, they have the audacity Dacity. to get MC8. <laughs> just the audacity, just to bring MC8, not even to, you know, MC8 gave a good verse, but MC8's role there was literally to serve as the bridge between the 90s gangster rap of the LA County and, it's and to channel Ooh. into the product of a kid who's trying to go away yeah. from that and live different but he can't and escape the, and he, it Kendrick right. could have gotten Ice Cube that was an Ice Cube sample or yeah. whatever he could have gotten Ice Cube that would have been even more fire but he had the audacity like you said to go by like no let's get MC8 yeah <laughs> and of Compton's course, most wanted MC, like you know what I'm saying the like, audacity that's what I was gonna say you, you said Ice Cube might have been more fire. I don't think so bro yeah. MCA fit that shit fucking oh, he perfectly did. especially being from Compton and shit yeah, like, you know, yeah. and then you have swimming pools which you all have heard swimming pools to me though was that was a that did so much for for me as a listener for singles because it was mm-hmm. like you don't have to conform Mm-hmm. You can still make a bumping ass song, but still have a message. That was crazy because right. when I went to clubs and bars, there were play swimming pools, and I'd be like, "Y'all know what he's talking about, right?" Yeah, <laughs> he's telling y'all to stop drinking. Yeah, God damn it! <laughs> but the extended version, yeah, all that, and all how that, it just all that, all it just it plays into what, what happens next. Yeah, spoiler alert. And then you know, <laughs> sing about me. I'm dying. That's what by far his best Man, song he has made. This period. song. When it got to every end of the verse, I was just like, <gasps> "Yeah!" Every single time, the yeah. fir- the first time, especially the part where he's about to wrap the verse, like, "Yeah!" And when, if I get shot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the end of every verse was just like it was like, "Oh shit!" Oh mm-hmm. shit! Oh moment. shit! Yeah, I'll never fade away. I'll never. Fa- I'll never. They're like, yeah. what the fuck? And then when he <laughs> and, then, and you know, then the second half and then. Oh, it's not Maya Angelou, but my narrative. That's Maya Angelou at the end of that track. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's 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 her role. Yeah, that's definitely that was that's my. This was a movie they they would get her. Yeah, <laughs> and then it, it ends with real, and then roll credits with Compton. Yep. This album, I remember when it first came out, people were so just like they didn't know what they heard. They were scared to give it perfect reviews. Yeah. because <laughs> they were they they were talking oh, about fuck. all this great shit and then give it a four and a half out of five because they didn't know how to critique it. They were just like. I feel Sex and the 80s better because, uh, like, their their arguments were invalid. They wanted to hate the album. They were trying to nitpick it so hard. You know what it is for me that I I think I have I've theorized what happened. Uh, they had just put so much stock in Drake and J Cole. Yeah, where mm. it's like you said, this was our legitimate first classic from the next generation of rappers. So to put all that stock in those two, but. Out of nowhere, those two aren't the ones to deliver it. Yes, yeah. Kendrick, a dude from Compton, so California. What side? The politics of <laughs> the politics of the block era. It was hell. Yeah, that's yeah, when that's that you know. Yeah, that's politics. We'll get to that when we get to the yeah. you know other one. 
But yeah, people, they, I mean, not just that, but writers, they wanted to give it a four and a half out of five. I'm going to sit with it more. And B Dot going like, no, nah, it's not a classic. From Rapper Radar saying he didn't call it a classic. He felt so far gone was low key better. It was like a whole bunch of just fuck, niggas didn't want to give Kim the credit. But at the end of the day, it's sitting on top of our fucking list at number three. Because it's right where it fucking belongs, you whole asses. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Orchestrated, oh, orchestrated madness. Well, like Isaiah called it, Oscar bait. <laughs> <laughs> this is just orchestrated madness. Can we talk about Good Fridays first? Yeah. Good Friday. See, Kanye was on his little high. Kanye might as well listen now and then go into it. Oh, well, yeah. It's my beautiful doctor's fantasy. At number two. MBTDF. Yeah. That part. Huh? Well, that part. That part. <laughs> That's what people call it online because they don't want to spell it all out. Because it was supposed to be good-ass job, but Kanye was like... No. no. It was called My Twisted Fantasy. Then he was like, no, it's my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Because it was beautiful music. God, Good Fridays. Can we start there first? Like, a little touch on that for a second. But that the whole shit when he gave us half an album before the album came out, <laughs> fucking wow. But this album is perfection. That's yeah. the best way to describe this record. I can't find no bad records about this, JC. From the time it opens up with... Nikki, the irony of that just yeah, you know, just open yeah. it up with Nikki, but her fitting perfectly. Honestly, had he used Nikki as a narrator throughout this, I wouldn't have been mad. I thought that's what was gonna happen. When I like that's what I thought was gonna happen, where she was gonna kind of narrate the that whole album. A lot of yeah, sense, actually, yeah. How her voice just matched perfectly with, with the mood, of yeah, the of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Fantasy is his best intro to me. Gorgeous with Cuddy and Raekwon was. Him speaking so much real shit. Mm-hmm. Power, what can we say? We already know power. Shit. All of the lights. MJ gone. My nigga dead. Um, Monster, of course, uh, is... Monster. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about the effects of what it is now, but I'm talking about in the context, in the context of, this of the album. album. Yeah. It was Nikki's coming out party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so appalled. appalled I will always stand firm in that So Appalled is the rare record where you have that many rappers on there and I can pick out four bars from each of those verses shot high That's I am just, so outrageous man. I wore my heart on my sleeve if God had an iPhone I'd be on his playlist <laughs> like, yes what then fuck arrogant me. ass nigga I, I fuck with it. <laughs> and then whole, in my, the whole verse on there. Man, that was... Monster and Soul Part was supposed to be on Watch the Throne, by the way, people. And then Kanye leaked it, and, and Hove was like... What kind of shit yeah. is that? <laughs> push yeah. is push. I mean, it's the second part of the, the, the first four bars, but the arrogant drug deal I become CNN said I'd be dead by 21. And then kind of just like a, it's kind of like just a laugh at him. Just like I'm still here, motherfucker. I like how he ended his verse. Hold I hold you all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One hand in the air. If you don't really care. Um, devil in a new dress. We already talked Rick about Rick Ross at Ugh. at his best. Run away. What can we say? Blame game. Lost in the world. Who? And then it ends with "See Me Now." And the bonus track. It's like the perfect ending. "See Me Now" is the perfect ending to that album. I just like who will survive in America. Of course, but it's like an alternate ending. Yeah. Like credits. But this was hard because it was my beat of Doctors of Fantasy at number two. Because I was like, because there's only one. There can only be one album of the decade. I love Oh, shit. It was hard for me, but then I, I was, it was like Vader's, like, search your feelings. You know it had to be true. 
<laughs> Number one, the album of the decade for the illogical sense. Well, no, it is the album of the decade, just period. Fuck you, niggas. I don't care how everybody else feels. This is the number one album for the Illogical Sense podcast and will remain the number one album. For the no world. No questions asked. Uh, there's nothing you can do to change our minds, so don't even waste time. You bitch-ass niggas. Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. A butterfly. Shit. When he ended... <laughs> when he ended Good Kid Mad City and he finished the tour and he took a break... That was refreshing to me because I was like, okay, now he's a rapper. Because remember, he dropped Good Kid Mad City a year after Section 80. So there really wasn't that much time in between. And he plus, he was preparing (laughs) for Good Kid Mad City for like all his life. So he he already had tracks in the stash ready to go. This one I was appreciative because he went and lived life for a little bit. Got some experiences that he could bring back and then write about them. And then he dropped I. And it was like the vast majority... Hated that it. didn't want to crown Good Kid Mad City a classic. They <laughs> capitalized on I as like, see, we know it because now he's just you remember know, when that out. Remember when he's that just song? rapper now. He's getting lazy now. He's just relying yeah. on the sample. Remember how we yeah, had yeah. that? How we had the post ready to go when we were at Go There? Yeah, yeah. We had to say because it's dropping at midnight, so you get the post ready and <laughs> yeah. just get it ready. I remember all you gotta do is drop the link and post it, so we get the hits. Yep. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> um, yeah, so I dropped in. I enjoyed I from the I first time I heard it. it. Yeah, I just knew. Here. I just knew it was just like I gotta hear this in the context of yeah. the album. And then Black <laughs> of the Berry dropped, and niggas got mad. And remember, Black of the Berry dropped at the time when Mike Brown got shot and Black Trayvon Martin. You know, yeah. Black people were. It was now starting to get visually publicized because of the video, the mm-hmm. audio, and all that. Right. So Black of the Berry hit me so different I think after hearing and seeing those events yep oh gotcha. yeah to then just listen to it and it's just raw unapologetic aggression from a young black man in America mm-hmm. right so then, and then that's when I was like whatever he drops after this I'm not listening to anything until I listen to the album that's how I felt yeah cause that's I was like this, this is this is now going to a level where it's like Nah, I need to wait. And, and people, were, people were about to write off Kendrick. They were ready to write him off. They're like, no, he's not good. This is gonna be a bad album. I, I'm not feeling I. The tracks I'm hearing ain't that good. What tracks? Just release nothing. We didn't know because they kept it so on the hush hush. Like TDE had this shit locked down until you know iTunes fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, wasn't one, it untitled? One thing I will say though is that freaking what's called I and Black of the Berry. Those beats are complete. Completely fucking different. Then you know what I mean. So version. it's kind of hard to gauge how it's actually gonna sound and shit. Yeah, yeah. But then to uh, then the whole album dropped on a random what Saturday. It was like a it was a weekend when it dropped so Sunday. Because I, I hit you up like yo the album dropped and you're like, what kind of shit is that? <laughs> no, nah, you hit me up and I was like, I know that they they just sent me the link. <laughs> Homeboys had just sent me the link and I was like, the yeah, clean, I the, know, uh, no. You had got the clean version. Yeah, and then that's when I was you hit pissed. Me. That's what it was. You got the clean version. You sent it over, and it was about thirty minutes later. And I sent you back the explicit version. And I was yeah. like, "I just got it here. Take here, it before they take here, it down. Take it, take it, take it." <laughs> but so then the album came, and then after that, when I listened to it all the first time, and then I heard Pox's voice at the end, I was like, "What kind of shit is that? What the fuck?" Yeah. And then I had to yeah. run the whole shit back because I had that funny feeling, and I was like, "Oh, this is it." Like, niggas felt... He dropped his Illmatic with Good Kid, Mad City. This was his... It was written. Hell, this is his Illmatic. This is this is something else. 
<laughs> this whole he's so, in another stratosphere, bro. This was his second soft. This was his sophomore major label album. This is the album you drop when you're like already in the game and you want to experiment. He yeah. said, "Fuck all that. I'm gonna do this now. This is how I'm feeling." And this album had people debating if it was good or not. Complex Shit. people were getting so mad that people kept talking about the Pippa Butterfly. Complex had to write an article saying, "Do people really like the Pippa Butterfly?" Yeah, the conversation was just trying to have a conversation about why people are pretending to pretending like to like the album. And I remember I was just like, well, I've only listened to this album for the last two weeks. <laughs> I haven't listened to anything else in the last such two a, weeks. It was, Seriously. it was such a wave of people praising this album when it got to the end of the year list. It got to the point where Rolling Stone just said flat out, yeah, it was like us. Yeah, we know who number one is. It's Kendrick. Yeah. Everyone else we could debate about. So many albums tried to come out. They kept trying to say, oh, that's better than Butterfly. <laughs> oh, Lemonade dropped. Oh, no, oh, Adele dropped. That's better than Pippa Butterfly. No. They try to get, oh, Drake dropped. That's better. No. Audacity tried to say Dirty Sprite 2 was better than this. No. It's like, mm. I can't dance. I don't this. know what's going on in your household. Wow. This was Keep a difficult. This was a wow. difficult listen for me because it's too jazzy, and it was just like, how? Yeah, it was this? just it was a bunch of people that couldn't twerk to it. Yeah, like women who couldn't twerk to it were just absolutely turned off, and I was like, ain't y'all the same women that be on Twitter saying you can't find a good man? <laughs> you wonder why. <laughs> It's like, and it's like how they tried to, as if I couldn't listen to the album, it didn't affect me. Kendrick, and it was like, it was hard, it was difficult for me to listen to. How was this how? difficult? When, how, Sway? When Kendrick was literally holding your hand throughout the entire album, lyrically, with the poem, he, everything connected. You just had to sit and, and think. And think. <laughs> let it play out. It's one just, album that you can't, you can't put it on shuffle. You, I know people that listen to the album on shuffle. I'm like, how the fuck can you listen to this album on shuffle? And what's even crazier about the album is that he had all Death Row on here, the yep. main players. He had Dre, he had Snoop, and he had Pac on here. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if him and if he, and if the conversation didn't get cool, he would have had Prince on the shit too. Complexion. Yeah. Yep. The Pimp Butterfly is a fucking masterpiece. It's and to, to give credit where it's definitely most due, because we just named the, the Death Row Trio, none of them rapped. I mean, you could say Snoop rapped, but he was it was more of a vocalization. Yeah. yeah. There's one rapper on here. And it's Rap City. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a proud moment, because again, I've been listening to Rap City uh, since 2011. So for people to stop and be like, wait, who's that? Mm-hmm. That was dope to see in yeah. real time. Yeah, it was like okay, because no, remember uh, a couple years before she had just dropped, she got game. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people had missed that. Uh-huh. So that was dope to see people then go back and give her a chance just based off of that. Yeah. So remember, Butterfly got submitted to the Library of Congress. It got him a meeting at the White House with Obama. Obama picked how much a dollar cost as one of his best tracks of the year of that year on his playlist. This album should he should have won a fuck album of the year at the Grammys, but they gave it to fucking Taylor Swift. That's why she lost her fucking masters. <laughs> For me, this is the album, and I'm not taking anything away from Damn. I felt like Damn got the Pulitzer because they dropped the ball with this and Probably, didn't reward yeah. this as the Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the makeup one. We'll give it to him. I'm not mad that them giving it to Damn, but when you just compare these two albums, like. There really is no comparison. There's not a there's comparison. No comparison. There really isn't. It's man. not. And it's crazy too that people say there's no replay value on these shits. And it's like, bro, have you listened to King Kunta? Have you listened to I don't know, All it Right? Took almost a year for Busby to figure out 
wait, these walls is a double entendre? And I was like, yeah, you didn't catch it? Oh, come on, <laughs> no, I knew that from jump. I knew that. It didn't take me two years to figure that out. I knew that. No, you just told me that uh, a while ago. It wasn't these walls. It was probably something else. It was probably something else. But whatever the but case... Like I'm saying, though, man, the replay value is fucking there. If you can't, if you can't replay this shit, you got issues. Sometimes yeah. I have to stay away like, from seriously. this album. I have to I physically stay away. Not physically, but I got to stay away. My ears have to stay away. I can't just play one track. I got to play it from the very top to yeah, the you, very end. You fucked up every personal record that everybody makes if they don't include great mixing to go along with it. Because mm-hmm. when that nigga said, if these bottles could talk, clink. Yeah. <laughs> bro clink literally it's fucking perfect yeah like I, seriously in, right my, into in you. my opinion this shit is fucking a masterpiece perfection, perfection. I mean the, yeah. like, I said, like I said the, the, <laughs> the black or the berry but then the counterbalance to that which ended up becoming the song of Black Lives Matter it was alright it was alright yeah we gonna be alright and then of course Kuta Groove Session which he said yeah. was gonna be annual but he lied yeah. But it's cool. It's all cool, Kendrick. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad I either. I was there. I, I, was there. I know about you people, but we were there. I know about you, Martin. No. No. But, man. What else does it say? But Kendrick Lamar, he might drop it out on Christmas. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but Kendrick Lamar has the. Kendrick Lamar and Kanye West have two, have three of the best albums of the decade. Debate your mama, and she'll tell you to go sit in the corner. That was, this is episode 163 of the Illogical Sense Podcast. 163, right? Yeah. 163. 163 of the Illogical Sense Podcast. This is the last podcast of the year. We have to give you this list to break it down so you there will be no fucking confusion. You can always follow us on the Twitter. On Twitter. Oh, yeah, shout out to Mr. Fab. I let him, he, he shouted out, didn't shout it out, but I let him know that he's on the other half of Son of a Pimp 2 on the other half of our year 50. So shout out to him. Whoa. So, yeah, follow us on the Twitter at MrBusby4, lowercase 08. You can follow the podcast at Theological SP. You can always follow us on the Facebook and, of course, on the face. Oh, Instagram. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, we've been doing too many of these days. It's end of the year. <laughs> Give me a hell yeah. And on to all social medias, you can hit me, JC No Hunters. That time, end of the year playlist. It's out there. End of the year playlist. Put that on shuffle. Put that on shuffle. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy New Year. Martin. See, you you gotta hit the ding. I don't know when to go. Alright, there we go. You can follow me at all my social media at BeastBeKillingThem and search your digital streaming platforms, Venomous spelled V-N-M-S, and stream that shit because I like money. Yeah. On the title. It's free on y'all, so you know what I mean? Just stream the shit. Yeah, man. Thank you. We had a short podcast last week. This is a long podcast this week. We have to break it down and go in depth. So, um, yeah, well, that that's being it. Said, y'all be safe out there. We about to see Star Wars this week, Nyaka. Uh, but for real, be safe. Enjoy y'all families for real during this, during this time. Uh, and everybody, get ready. New decade. New decade. We don't know what's gonna come, man. And we gonna y'all be still here. listening right now. Thank you. Yep, for real. Thanks for listening, every single one of y'all, all over the world, Craig. Yeah, and in India. <laughs> and Africa and in the United Kingdom Canada all that shit anyway we out peace, peace.